There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes. Yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am your host, Timothy Michael McKernan, alongside the great Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle, Sauce Boss. Jackson, what's the word? Oh, the word is the word is legs, I guess. But it's uh it's all good around here. All good. Getting into the it's late summer now. It feels no, like it was this just... Where, this is where you start to see, because we've only been working together for seven months. Yeah. And I've been in the same area as you. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah. This is where I start to experience... Uh, and Doug actually starts getting it before I do. Yeah. The... What is it? It's it's called... The, the, the initials are sad. Yeah. Seasonal... Oh, seasonal something depression. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've heard of that. Uh, I really do. Yeah. That's, I start in August, which is terrible because still in August and September and part of October, the weather is wonderful. Yes, it is. The problem is you can, it's just like when I see the signs of, of my hair loss, you know, it's, it's fine now, but you know it's coming, you know, you know, yeah, that I guess the, I'm looking at your hair for the first time. Really? Let's take a look at this. For those of you watching on MSNBC. Yeah. It's, 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 I've, yeah, I'm not, I see what you got. If you, if you had dark hair, it would be more pronounced, but because you have light skin and light hair. It's yeah, nice. exactly. But what's the just, deal on the crown? That's where I lost my hair. Um, it's not terrible. Like there's no spots. There's no like patches of, of it, but you could tell the hair is starting to lose its aggression well, where it once was. I could have run you ever shaved through. your head. No, I've had a buzz cut when I was younger. How did it look? Not good. Not really? great. Not great. But I was also like a, like a kid and my hair was even lighter than it is now. But that might be good. Yeah, that's true. But it was just, it, well, you're going to shave your head. I mean, that's, that's what's going on. You're not going to, yeah. you're going to get a process. No, no, I, and I'm not going to horseshoe it or anything like that. I'll okay, just well, who horseshoes it now? Larry David still does, uh, but yeah, but like under the age of I don't <laughs> even know who. I mean, it, the, Alex Caruso for the Lakers, he had it for the longest time, <laughs> where he was just rocking with the with, with the, just the little scrabbles, like the little shrubs. But he uh, he bicked his too. So yeah, eventually I think he'll just go away. But I look good in the cap. I really, I, do, I look. Do you ever think cap. about going Propecia? I don't even know if they have Propecia anymore. Let me look. And they see do. They it's keeps. They do. It's keeps. Propecia is keeps now. Yeah, it's just Propecia, I believe. For hymns, keeps. Yeah. yeah, it's not even. It's Roman. The, the ingredient is finasteride. Yes, finasteride's the generic, I think just the generic uh, chemical. But it. I, I got have, Propecia in 98. Yeah. January 98. I, oh, I got I, off it in March of 06. Had okay. a full head of hair when I did. Yeah. Stopped using it and. This is this is what this is what I'm left with. These are this is the this is the shrapnel, the remnants. Yeah, God, I hear you on that. I have three months of of keeps Propecia. Yeah, you should do that. Why aren't you doing that? Because I'm nervous about the side oh, effects. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm nervous about I'd be handcuffed to this medication then for the rest of my life. Because like you said, the yeah, second you stop true. taking it, it goes yeah, up. I mean, I gotta tell you. I think it's worth it. And the side effects thing, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a case it's by case It's definitely thing. case by case. What are the side effects? Impotence, correct? Impotence, uh, mood swings. Some people feel a depression. Um, Maybe they're depressed because they're losing their hair. Yeah. Well, that, you know, 
Hopefully, but Chicken you think you think that maybe the the reversal with the Propecia, if it's working, would yeah. would reverse that. That's what makes me because it's like wow, maybe like your one thing you were nervous about is switching sides, but you're still not feeling good about it. Um, and then yeah, ED. But I think with side effects, if they have like a certain number and it's a very small number of cases, have those effects on people, they have to list it legally. I see. So I don't know if it's like twenty percent of people's dick don't work after uh-huh. they take it. It might just be a couple people. Wouldn't it be dick doesn't work? Wouldn't it be dick doesn't work? You Maybe. said dick don't, and I liked it because I think it was it came with a consonant, dick don't. Yeah. It was nice. If I were, if I were I, writing a lyric, I'd say dick don't work. Yeah, I, I think, think it, dick doesn't work. Yeah, I think the word, I'm, the phrase I'm looking for there is like dick it. doesn't you know, work. The context allowed me to understand you were talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. an issue. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I get it. I get where you're coming from there. I don't, I don't know how important it is. I, 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 I've thought to myself, I think I've asked Anna Marie this. Um, and we're approaching our 10th wedding anniversary. It'll be magical. Yeah, mazel tov. Thank you. Uh, if she could have, if she could have one thing to change about me, and we're talking physically, because obviously, yeah. you know, as, as a human being, she'd just like to replace me. But <laughs> physically, would she want me to have a full head of hair? Would she want me to have a symmetri- symmetrical head or uh, be, let's say, 6'2"? Mm-hmm. What do you think she answers? Probably the height. I think I'd have to go height. Insta ship on the height. Yeah, I think it'd be height. And I think now that I'm more cognizant of the importance of height to women, Mm -hmm. which is a good thing that I wasn't aware that that was a thing growing up. I might have been a bigger mess. Yeah. I get that would be like an easy thing, but but I didn't know how important height was to women until, I don't know, long after my my time as far as being uh, single was gone. So I didn't know. But yeah, if if you are what are you six one six two six one okay yeah you're in a nice spot yeah you're in lucky. a nice spot I'm lucky in that sense yeah, for so, sure you know and you're not morbidly obese yes and that, which is clutch is, is your peers continue to go especially in our particular metropolitan area you'll be like the spotted owl if you <laughs> if you maintain that yeah you know in your late twenties yeah uh, you'll be in a nice position sure so hope the hair so. loss thing I don't think is as big of a deal now as no. it was. In like the 70s or 80s where people weren't shaving their heads. And some women, I actually had a woman specifically target me because she had a thing for shaved heads. Mm. So uh, some women actually prefer it. I, I certainly don't want to spin it to make it sound better. I, I, I think it's probably less than, you know, 50%, yeah. if not substantially less than 50%. The asymmetrical head thing is just a, you know, it's a two-outer. You know, you're up against aces with pocket king, or you got pocket aces, somebody got pocket kings, and they hit a king on the river. It's mathematically a horrible beat. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. I don't think you're dealing with that. No, I'm lucky but, in that sense, too. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bad beat. My mom was on a crack rock. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the height thing, you're positioned well. I don't think the hair loss thing is as bad as you feel like it is. With, that's what I'm telling you. With the you. hair loss, and I've heard this from girls, too, is like, it's not necessarily about like if you lose your hair that's it's that's part of being a male like a lot of males lose their hair it's the people who can't accept it and that might and that's like a, a peer into their personality in some senses mm. like if you're like and not even so, take be, so shaving one's head conveys confidence it's like yeah like well th- this happened and i think this looks better so i'm doing this and i'm not going to apologize for it like, yeah i don't know i don't know i guess yeah i guess I'm like trying, trying to, to hide it, it with, the, with i remember in 2004, I had, I mean, longer being relative, kind of like your length uh-huh. hair, but I guess a little longer, and it was thicker mm-hmm. because of Propecia. What color was it? Dark. Wow, you don't even know what color hair I have. God, no idea. There's a YouTube video. It was sent to me by a guy. 
uh, of me anchoring the sports in Little Rock. I'm going to pull this up because I have it in my inbox. This is gr- this is great podcasting because <laughs> nobody will be able to see it. <laughs> I, I need even a reference if people are though. like on the TMA fan page. We're not accepting new uh, new applicants, so no. nobody can see it. So you're going to see me. I remember showing my son this. It was just sent to me a few months ago. Yeah, was he's like, who is that? And he's like, who is that? It's yeah. kind of like for the first seven months of his life, I had a beard. Oh yeah. Let's see where I can get it. Uh, you're going to be freaked out. This is so. This is such fun. Maybe we should edit this because it's fucking terrible. But anyway, here you go. Look at me. Look. Oh at my me. god. Yeah. No, that's a nice head of hair, though. Isn't it? Now yeah. that's 1999. Yeah. Clint Sterner. Do you know who Clint Sterner is? <laughs> no. Quarterback of the Arkansas Razorbacks, and they were like top ten. They went to the Cotton Bowl that year. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me anchoring like the Dickens in Little Rock, <laughs> breaking it down, making, making nothing, <laughs> but eyes full of hope and a head full of hair, <laughs> all gone. It's all depleted. My fucking ribs injured. My teeth hurt as I talk. It's an absolute. I'm an, I'm a mess. Yeah. I have a uh, golf tournament this weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like it's a it's I don't know talk about my fuck. I just call it what it is. It doesn't matter. I'm already. It's called member member. It's for mm-hmm. member to play with another member at, yeah. at, at Westboro, where I am a member, which I automatically know that has a negative connotation. It's important to to not talk about being a member of a private club. Cause, but I just the thing I keep trying to drive home about it is there are country clubs, and there are there's St. Louis, and there's Bell Reeve, and there's Old Warson, mm-hmm. and then I think there is a pretty precipitous drop. Yes, I say this respectively, of course. Yeah, respectfully. Respect fully. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the next tier would be. Maybe like Algonquin. Yeah. Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook. Westwood. Oh, Westwood. I'm not familiar. I'm yeah, not familiar that, with Westwood. I've never played it. That's on the same level as that. Uh, okay. And so it's not, it's just, it's not, I don't know how to say it because I know no matter what, I'm losing by having this conversation. I hear you on that. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. awful. Oh, it's, it's but it's just no not what people associate with. It's just not. Yeah. I'm 44 and I'm on the older end of what I think the median age is. Mm-hmm. I would guess the median age is around 38, 39. It's super fun. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And I love, I play with a core group of people and love doing it and love that it's a handful of minutes from my house. Um, anyway, there's my disclaimer for those of you who uh, don't want to hear about people um, at country clubs, but th- the premise being, I don't like to talk about, I would have never talked about it. If I think Iggy didn't, Iggy didn't bring it up to bring it up. He brought it up just because we were talking on the air and, and brought it up. Otherwise I would have never, ever talked about it because I know what the reaction is. Yeah. So digressing. So now that it's out there and Iggy played member guest with me in June, uh, we have member member on Friday. So I'm off Friday from the morning after the Ryan Kelly morning after. And I tee off with my partner uh, it's 6.40, and then we play three nine-hole matches on Friday and then two nine-hole matches on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it's something everybody looks forward to, just like member guests. Anytime yeah. you play in a tournament and you have any semblance of being competitive and you can't really do much else, you know, athletically anymore, and there's, you know, you can win some money, um, it's something to look forward to. But I this fucking rib injury, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Have you ever had the intercostal or rib injury? No, I've, had, I've been like... Or oblique, even. I, I've had, I think they're from the same family. I've had something like that where it really hurt, and it's like just moving or even like breathing in a certain way can like really kind of sting. That's what it was. So yeah. last weekend, so we're doing this on Monday, August 9th, yep. 2021. Last weekend, it was so bad, I was debating going to the emergency room because I thought I might have a broken rib. Uh-huh. And it happened uh, at this point 12 days ago on Wednesday, whatever that would have been, July 26th, 7th, 8th, whatever that was. And they told me, listen, here's the deal. There's really nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, I can inject you 
but that's how Tyrod Taylor had his situation with the Chargers. And for those not familiar with that story, it was the uh, lung puncturing. Yes. Um, did we talk about this last week? Yeah, we talked about that on the show, I think, Friday. On the Friday. Okay, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I never know. But I'm just carrying it over into this week because I'm still in pain and I don't know how I'm going to handle playing. Now, yeah. my partner, who's a great guy, uh-huh. he had to kind of make a decision. Does he ride or die with me? Yeah. Because it costs money to enter the thing. For There's sure. 78 teams of two. So mm-hmm. you have 156 golfers. And if I can't play, he's like Katie Cuck. It's going to be yeah. a two-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be in a tough spot. I, you know, if I can't play, you know, I might go along. I might, I'll, I'll probably do the show on Friday if I can't play. And mm-hmm. then I'll go out there and read greens for him. But, I mean, poor poor guy. Yeah. And then the other thing that sucks is I'm the lowest. This is, of course, there's a brag also. It's not a brag. I'm not happy about it, but it's the way that the thing shakes out. I'm the lowest handicap on our flight. We're not in the lowest handicap flight, but they combine the handicaps of players. Mm -hmm. And so I'm giving pops in addition to the fact that I doubt I can swing the club like I normally swing the club. Yeah. And so therefore, barring who would be a player, who's the guy for the Knicks, the cat were here, he could tell us, who came out in the middle of the game, Frazier? Who Walt, came out? Walt Frazier. Who came out hurt in the NBA Finals for the Knicks? Let's go back to the seventies. This is well before your time, and it's before mine as well. Yeah, at Madison Square Garden in the middle of. It's probably Walt Frazier. Search for it while I do live reads because I think that I think I think you're right. Yeah. Who else came out and played injured and did great things in in recent sports history? Who would uh, be a better? I'm sure you're going to think of like a Mizzou basketball player. No, I can't think of no, a route to a win over you know. There's the famous Paul Pierce story where he came out of the finals. It's on a nice play on a when they had to carry him out and then ran back. Kobe shot the free throws with a torn Achilles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to need whatever this is. I'm going to need that. And I think you know. I think Doug should be out there with cameras. The issue is I just, I tried at the day after, two days after it happened, I went out thinking I could play. My wife was out of town. Uh-huh. Her parents were watching our son. And I'm like, I got it. It's, it's like 80 degrees, yeah, low humidity. Like, I got to play. And I swung one time. And I'm like, oh my God. Willis Reed. Willis Reed. Yeah. That's who it is. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to need to go Willis Reed. I know yeah. that comparison I know resonates with St. Louis and especially <laughs> our podcast audience of 20 and 30 somethings. But that's what I'm going to need. Yeah. And the issue is, even if I feel okay, the nature of this injury is it's going to, it's going to flare up yeah, it, and then it, I'm not going to be able to play. And my partner is just going to be, I, I know it's, I mean, if I can get all, how many holes will this be? 45 holes in basically 30 hours. Yeah. And then if we were to somehow win our flight, which we would be at this point, unfortunately, like a thousand to one to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I just know it's going to happen. So here's the choice. What do you do? You make the call, uh, email in motherfuck me for being a member of a country club. Uh, and then once you get past that, what would you do? Because I'll, I want to play. Yeah. I'm gonna, it's once a year. Like we did this once a month. I'd be like, all right, I'll just wait till next month. For this sure. is it. And then yeah. since, you know, we live where we live with the weather, you don't have anything until, you know, next June. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so fucking brutal. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, that uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be feeling worse this time, this coming Monday, than I do this Monday because I will take steps backwards. Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, there's a possibility of, you know, maybe a, a, the eight iron and below, you'll be okay. Possibly. Not, not a yeah. hard swing. But, but the, the second. Driver, the reason why my driver. handicap's gone low is because I'm hitting the ball further. And so yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's long irons. And so my guess is I'll compensate cause I'm scared to swing uh-huh. 
And then it'll just be shitty, which means I won't swing full, which means I'll probably leave the club face open, push balls. Oh, I, yeah. I just, I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what to do, but he had to make his decision. Does he find somebody else? He already had to make the decision. Yeah. Ride or die. Ride, he or, said, die. Ride or die. Yeah. Love it. We love that at least. Is it? It's it's best ball, I assume, right? Yeah. It's all best ball. So okay. that means lowest score of the two. So, yeah. so I'm giving pops to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot, but, you know, even the, I, I think maybe a couple people are, the same as me. But if I'm a course three, which is what I am right now, course four, one or the other, mm -hmm. you know, and you split that up for nine holes and somebody's a course 15, so it's the, that means they'd be a course eight for the match, dividing it by two, seven and a half, they round up to an eight, and I'm a course four, let's call it. So that's two. So that means I'm giving that person six pops. I'm just not going to... Unless, unless this miraculously... Now, yeah. some people have said you can see a chiropractor, they can do something. If you have a golf injury, Dr. Ben Hendricks, he's a wizard. Yep. Uh, he's a chiropractor. Um, and he said you can do something, but he said mainly it's rest. So it's just one of those things. You just got to sit it out. Yeah. And that sucks. So I've been icing it, taking ibuprofen, but it's, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Jackson, if you were in my position, uh -huh. what would you do? I asked the station for the day off yeah. weeks ago. That's already approved. So that's not an issue. Uh -huh. I would say you don't want to aggravate anything anymore. Oh, you're not going to play. Wow. You know, you'd like to be the guy, you know, you want to, but it, sometimes, A, if you know it's going to bother you afterwards big time, I don't see much upside. I don't know that, okay. but, it, but I would say this. It's certainly better than 50%. Yeah, and then also, if you think you're, performance is going to be hindered by it i don't think you're doing any favors i mean i guess technically if you did play and shoot poorly it's not going to necessarily yeah, we're still just going to use it's, yeah, my guy's ball it's not going to necessarily hurt in that sense so but i think if you do believe that it is going to become a problem the days after then maybe you think otherwise it's a tough call for sure and i guess what's the problem is especially for your partner is days leading up to it, you know, a lot of things can change. You feel a lot better tomorrow then, so no, no doubt. But the issue is then I go out and I play and then the inflammation comes back and I probably irritate it because the, the accident happened on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. The next day, I remember feeling it immediately. Yeah. But I felt okay enough to go out and play and I played completely fine and normal the following day until like the 14th or 15th hole. Yeah. And then I'm like, what's going on here? And yep. then ever since then, I have felt this thing. Yeah. So it's basically at this point, 11 days of feeling this thing. And it's just, a, it's a, I think it's a strain. When I got x-rays last week, they said it wasn't a, a break. A break, yeah. yeah so, which is good. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Because it's just saying you look forward to it. It's for sure. You know, anyway, that's that's what I got going on. That's, and then the wisdom teeth thing, it's, it'll be three weeks tomorrow since I had those pulled or you know, and they were so deep. Yeah. Holy shit. God, yeah. I still can feel it now. Yeah. Three That's weeks. I'm real, just a mess. I'm, real surgery. I'm absolute. Yeah. Fucking mess. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say to you? Oh, homework assignments that I've given on films. That's right. Have you watched? This weekend. Girl this, Next Door. Girl Next Door is, is up on my list of things I got to do. This weekend was a little bit busier than I anticipated, so I could not get to it, unfortunately. Uh, really disappointing. Probably the most disappointed I've ever been. I and I I understand that. And uh, but Saturday, the weather outside, Cardinals versus Royals. I had to go really and enjoy the scene. Oh, yeah, right. I, I mean it was just it was uh, because of the weather. The weather was nice, and all my friends were downtown. So I said I'll go. And what was the scene like? 
Uh, we went to BPV. What was the scene like there? It was cool. Uh, they had the UFC fights on, which I'm now getting more and more. Every time I watch UFC, I'm more and more into it. Really? Yeah, it's actually it's very enjoyable. It's fun to gamble on. It's a good thing, to, fun thing to gamble on. They're really kicking the shit out of each other, so somewhat enjoyable in that sense. And then we went over to that PBR thing over there, which is... Is that still a scene? It was interesting. It was interesting. There the, was The uh, girl on girl? You know, that mechanical bull ride thing I know. really gets people randy, I think. And there's a lot of girls watching other girls do some stuff. Girls it was, like it was interesting. Girls. Time to recruit. Quick little pit stop over patios. So it was, Saturday was, and I got drunker than I expected to. And I, so watching a movie after that would have been difficult. Um, I don't think you're going to come away from it like, you know, you just watched The Graduate or no. The Godfather by any means. I think you'll enjoy the picture. That's all. That's all you're going to get. It's yeah. not like a quality. No, I it's get you. entertaining quality. Yeah, that's and that's and sometimes I'm in sometimes I'm in the mood for something like what you said like The Graduate. You have watched Private Parts. Yes, I have watched Private Parts thoroughly. And that's something like, you know, the the quality of the movie isn't it's, it's a good it's a really enjoyable entertaining movie and sometimes that's what I'm in the mood for more so than some movies that like aren't as entertaining per se, but are more impactful. The American president you have not watched yet. No. Kind of feel like that that's dated, although it's idealism is evergreen. I think yeah. it's a dated. Well, Sorkin is always to, with the optimism. Yeah. And I think if it were to come out now, it would be considered like left-wing propaganda For sure. and all hell would break loose. Uh -huh. Well, not all hell would break loose. People it's typical Hollywood. But when it came out in 95, I don't believe that was what the reaction was. Gotcha. Uh, so those are the three. So private parts. What do you think of private parts? Oh, I love private. I think that was, I, I love how Howard played himself, Robin played herself. Fred, Jackie, uh, Jackie yeah. Jokeman. Yeah, they all played themselves, which is really cool to see. Um, I, was that Paul Giamatti's like first big role? It was role? a breakout role for him. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of, he didn't get typecast as that, but you'll often see him as like, he kind of plays this a similar role in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Uh, he played, he, he often plays like the, the, the grumpy, stickler the well the, he's, he doesn't have the leading man appearance no unfortunately you know? not he's great in billions that i'm watching i love him in billions he's fantastic um plays a hard sub in billions <laughs> <laughs> a very a very oh, aggressive oh, sub hard sub. he plays a hard sub in billions but he's you know he's uh he's is him that in, a term or is that your own well, I mean, he's definitely a sub. Well, no one would dispute that, but I know if there's a term called hard sub. The adjective that I throw on there might be my own little twist, but he's a, a very aggressive As sub. As you know, this is a sex-positive podcast of course. that does not kink shame. And by the way, we have an erotic story today. Hot, but... Uh, uh, we have a few of them, actually, but I've, yeah. I've narrowed it down. Cause yeah. One, I think, was just a guy who initially... And first off, it came from a, like a spam email address, so you, I was just immediately about to just empty folder, you know, yeah. and then I'm like... It says erotic story, and then it says my name. There's a chance this is real. And then I went and read it. It was sent like at two this morning. And I'm just like, this guy's beating off while he writes. There's a, this isn't real. And it's like getting like really like, you know, it's like starting to use adjectives that you'd read in like in a romance novel. And I'm just like, you know, yeah. listen, beat off on your own time. This guy's really covering his tracks and the two from his mind. burner. Yeah. So, um, why the hell did I bring up erotic stories? Why the hell did I bring up erotic stories? Oh, hard so sex positive pocket. I, I guess psychologically, for those who are uh, into, especially if you're like a powerful person and you're used to people responding to you, then maybe that's the thing. Oftentimes, you hear yeah. dominatrixes say that their biggest client base is 
CEOs and yeah. you know really successful people. I don't I don't know I don't but I mean to each their own. Everybody's got their own. Obviously, lesbianism for whatever reason is mine. Yeah, I'm a hard lesbian fan. We're mm-hmm. using the word hard. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really like if we were to psychoanalyze what that's about, I have no idea. Um, a lot of people say that your worst fear becomes like your, what, like your fantasy for some people. So like in Giamatti's case in billions, he's so powerful. He never wants to be seen as like this submissive guy. He always wants to be the one kicking the ass, not the other way around. So maybe him being submissive is like what finally liking, like, that's his kink. Yeah, some, and that's why. But I've then, what would the lesbianism here. thing be for my kink? Well, we'd have to really dig deep. I'm, I'm open to digging deep. It's a sex-positive podcast. You're welcome. To, all right, number one. Here's the questions for the audience and questions from the audience. Number one, what would you do if you're me with playing on Friday and Saturday? Number two, explain the lesbianism fantasy because mm-hmm. that this isn't an act. This it truly is mm-hmm. my thing, and you know it's been my thing for a long time. So I've never really. Uh, attempt to have a deep dive on it. Yeah. But I just know, I mean, for whatever reason, it puts me in such a happy place. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a gentleman who listens to the program and he was saying, yeah, my wife loves the radio show and laughs at all this stuff. She goes, but anytime you go into the lesbian stuff, she just rolls her eyes and has me change the station. I go, yeah, it's probably something that most women <laughs> probably aren't like, oh good, I'm glad he's going into that again. <laughs> and then I just do, and I've been doing it ever since the show started, but it's not, I mean, it's not an act. Yeah. It's it's what I like. Uh, you know, when my son is older, will I be like, oh, that's, no, that's, that's who I am or who I was. I don't think it's going to change. No. So, you know, I don't know. Everybody's got their thing. For whatever reason, that's my thing. It certainly isn't a fear though. Mm-hmm. I would, I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it often. I think I, I think I could enjoy it every day. Yeah. But I don't know what it's about. I don't know what that, that what, why that thing titillates me so much. I have no idea. Maybe it's because I can't have it, you know? Yeah. Some about like, but it's been going on since like the nineties, you know, and I have had it, but I, but it's certainly not a regular occurrence. So no, it, it's some, we could, yeah. But the, like the furry thing, I've always said, yeah, I don't know what that's about. And I'm not going, what the hell, what the fuck's wrong with you? Cause maybe the furries are going, what's up with this guy and the lesbian thing. But it, I just, I don't know why I don't, I get the submissive thing or yeah. I get the dominant thing. Cause I think it's a psychological kink. No doubt. I don't know what it is about dressing up like a mascot. <laughs> that gets people off. I, it, but I'm, I'm, I'd be curious not because I'd be like, Oh good. Now I can finally <laughs> live out my, you know, chipmunk fetish. I yeah. just, I'm just trying to have an understanding of it. It's like, you know, you might be this religion, but you have curiosity about other religions and how the thought process emerged. And where yeah. It comes no, from. the, the furry thing is definitely, you, you'd have to think that there's some childhood roots in that with a stuffed animal or something. That's definitely gotta be part of it. Um, they explored it a little bit in my all time favorite episode of entourage when turtle, uh, was gonna have sex with a furry but yeah it's uh that one's a little harder to dig into but i guess people i mean this is some people's livelihood is digging into sexual fantasies and all that stuff so you know well take that i'll take that as well team mckernan at inside yeah. stl.com we'll scratch the surface to today, to but yeah i mean that's what this program does we scratch the surface yeah. got a bunch of emails here we'll see what we get to uh over under how many emails we get to jackson let's say i wrap this up by no later than 12 45 which means an hour and a half from now and i think i might go under 12 or excuse me 12 15 okay so um, that's an hour it's less than 90 minutes with knowing that I will be reading an erotic story. So I'll and I haven't read the erotic story yet, but the gentleman did include pictures. Okay. I will show you the pictures. I don't think I can show the audience the pictures. I'll say I'll set the over under at four and a half. Wow. Yeah, I'll set the I'm over at four and a half. I must have ADD today. 
Yeah. Wow. You yeah. think I'm going to go four and a half? We'll see. Four and a half. And I, I'm, I'm personally going to take the under, but, uh, <laughs> but I think for those at home, you know, that's the number you're, I'm sure everybody else at home. Yeah. The under is probably like over. minus one, one thirty five. Yeah. And I the understand. over is that's, like, that's a, that's a smart plus one twenty. So it's a smart, it's a smart, smart number. Yeah. Uh, Hey, I was, uh, I just, I just got pre-approved with Ryan Kelly last week. Just got pre-approved with Ryan Kelly last week. I've been pre-approved with Ryan Kelly like the Dickens here lately. Uh, and that's because if you're in the market to be buying a home, you've got to be in a spot where you know and the seller knows that you're in a spot where you can buy immediately. And that is what you have to do and you can do with Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And if you have not refinanced, do so. Save money at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly's, but he was up there at the Hall of Fame with Isaac Bruce this weekend. Yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Isaac Bruce did some uh, commercial with uh, Ryan at St. Louis U High. They shot him at St. Louis U High. Uh, the great Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Once you buy a home with Ryan or you refinance, make sure you get insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. James is going to be celebrating his 10th anniversary here in a couple of months. And I really think he's like 34. Really? So he's at his agency. I mean, for real, I think 34, 35. Yeah. I mean, either way, tip of the cap to him. Dynamo. Man, that's, that's outstanding. For and, sure. and he's... He's got a great thing going. I'm so happy I made the switch to James Carlton. He's in Webster Groves, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. And Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. Uh, if you run into any heating and cooling issues, make sure you go to designairservice.com. You'll be very happy that you did. Seth installed a new air conditioning in our home. Did the same thing with Doug. As a matter of fact, 16 sear tray and air conditioning. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McCurden Show and the Ryan Kelly morning after. Design Air Heating and Cooling. All right, Jackson, I'm going into the QFTA file, and we've got lots to work with here. Sweet. All right. Do I lead with the erotic story? Hmm. Got a lot here, man. Yeah, uh, I'd say go with a non-erotic story and then get to it. TSL, oh, time spent right. listening. Let me see what I got here. That is time spent listening. Okay, uh, I don't think we've gone through a lot of TMA questions this week. Um, this is a non-TMA question and something that I don't think we've discussed. Mm -hmm. Hey, Tim, I'd like you to take a deep dive into the St. Louis region's negative self-image, or what I refer to as the self-loathing St. Louisan. I am well aware that our city and region have plenty of challenges that we face, including crime, racism, and being regarded as a rust belt flyover city. However, we still have a lot of positive things going for us. World-class attractions and institutions, inner core renewal, a new emerging economy with startups, AGREC. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't know what that is. Uh, and the geospatial industry. Uh, I think what holds our city, see, I'm, I inst instantaneously have no credibility on the issue because I'm just mispronouncing something. <laughs> uh, I think what holds our city and region back the most is our own negative attitudes, lack of belief in a better future and lack of belief that things can change for the better. I'd be curious to get your take on this issue. I really like this email. That's why yeah, one of the reasons why email. I highlighted it for uh, QFTA, just a matter of when we would get to it. It was sent on Monday, August 2nd. So, uh, Matt in St. Louis Hills, St. Louis Hills. My home turf. Parents still live there. Um, so I th here's here's a sentence I wanted to highlight. And, I, and overall, I really like the email, and I'm certainly going to tend to it. But this sentence here, I want to highlight, and I'm starting, I suppose, with what I consider to be the negative first. 
I think what holds our city and region back the most is our own negative attitudes, lack of belief in a better future, and a lack of belief that things can change for the better. I get that sounds good. If you were to tweet that out, uh, you'd get a lot of likes. Uh, if you were to post it on Facebook, you get a lot of likes. And if you were to run for office, it would be a soundbite that people would use. But it is air, and by air I mean, well, I've got seven high. I fired a bet on the. Uh, flop. I fired a bet on the turn. The only way I'm going to win this pot is if I fire a bet on the river. I have air. I have seven high. In other words, it's it's platitudes. It's nothingness. It sounds good, but if you... It, it's, it might sound good when you're in your teens, your 20s. That might have worked for me when I was in my 20s. And then you've lived it in a sense. Um, you know, have owned business, operated business. You have a better idea of like the stuff that matters Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, and I, and I, I think your intent with the email, Matt, is certainly a positive one. And I appreciate you bringing the question to the table. So I'm not, I don't want to focus on this part, but that's, that's, that's just not, that's not real. Uh, that doesn't work. That doesn't change a region. Um, and by that, I mean, I think what holds our city back and region back the most is our own negative attitudes, lack of belief in a better future and lack of belief that things can change for the better. Um, because um, I don't see it that way. I see our biggest issue uh, as far as things that I think we can control is being a lack of leadership. That's, that's something that we can control. I feel like we've had opportunities recently and absolutely failed at the polling places, specifically with county executive Mark Montavani, I think would have been an incredible positive for the region. But even with that, even with that, we have some things that just, there's nothing we can do about. And I think we have to, I think it's good. I, I, what I think that has been a real positive for the region, I think there've been a number of positives for the region uh, over the last decade, which might sound counterintuitive, but just hear me out. I think one of the biggest positives for the region over the last decade, more really eight years or so, is that now people are talking about the fact that we have problems. Whereas the problems have been there for a long time, but for whatever reason, most likely a combination of Ferguson and the Rams leaving, then it became okay to acknowledge we had problems. I have been talking about the problems for a long time, really going back to when I started doing radio. I didn't do it on television probably, but uh, Jack Buck, and my, my last, one of the last interviews Jack Buck did actually, uh, television anyway, was with me on KMOV, 4th of July, 2001. And in that interview, he went out of his way to really make a pitch for the new ballpark, which at the time was controversial in St. Louis, Jackson. Uh, a lot of people were pushing back for, I think, some of the same reasons we have problems now. And certainly some, and I'm talking locally, but certainly worldwide, you can have kind of class envy, class warfare. No doubt. We're not going to give money to these country day guys. You know, that, that was the thought, the fact that a high school even is in the conversation, but that was the conversation. We're not going to fund their ballpark. Mm -hmm. So let them move to Illinois. Screw them. Um, when the Cardinals were talking about possibly moving the new Bush Stadium to uh, to the Metro East. And Jack Buck, and I don't even know how he got into it, but maybe I asked about it. Uh, I think I have a transcript of it somewhere, actually. You know what? Might as well type it in and see if I can Jack Buck, Tim McKernan, interview. There's a chance that this is up somewhere, and I would love to be able to read it. Uh, nope. Long time ago. Probably not anywhere to be found. Done in 2001. Um, 
and now I have the, uh, now I have seeing myself in a search engine now fresh on my mind. So the podcast is going to go off the rails. I might go right up into the uh, erratic story, <laughs> but, um, he was talking about, you know, San Francisco is the only place that did a hundred percent privately financed ballpark. And he goes, well, San Francisco is a world-class city. Mm-hmm. Now, that's Jack Buck saying it. So he could say it. Yeah. St. Louis is not. In other words, if the Giants were to leave San Francisco, they're going to be fine. If if the Cardinals were to leave St. Louis, St. Louis isn't going to be fine. That was his point. That was Jack Buck saying it, so he could say it. Mm-hmm. And it had credibility. I say it. I'm 23, 4 at the time when I'm interviewing him. Uh, it It's like, well, screw him, you yeah, know? I hear you. And also, I think, I think one of the things that is unique to St. Louis, good or bad, I'm not commenting on that because I think can be positives and negatives. Number one, the vast majority of the population who lives here grew up here. Secondarily to that, the vast majority of the population who lives here has not lived in another large city. I don't know why that is. I just know that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, I don't think there is a whole lot of travel relatively speaking for the 3 million or so people who live in the metropolitan area to spend time in New York city, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami, Seattle, you know, some good long flights. Yeah. Uh, much less over. I've never been overseas. I mean, I've been to Aruba, I guess that's as far as I've been. And I guess Vancouver, you know, but I'm not really well traveled. I've been all over the United States because of my job, but not, Point being, I think you have an eye-opening experience when you go elsewhere and you live elsewhere. Definitely. Uh, And I'm not talking about like Kansas City or Chicago or the Lake of the Ozarks or Destin. And I'm not saying that as a joke to be flippant. But the first time I flew into New York, I remember a friend of mine saying to me, and and I think I've cited this on the podcast before, he goes, most people from St. Louis have never been to New York and they have no idea the size of Manhattan. Forget about Brooklyn and Queens and Staten Island and the Bronx. And I remember flying into New York and going, and I remember he said, he goes, St. Louis is downtown. There are like 50 St. Louis downtowns on the Island of Manhattan. And that, that is, it might be more than that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Los Angeles, it's not necessarily a downtown there, but just how spread out it is, how many people there are, how diverse yeah. it is. San Francisco, certainly when it comes to diversity and yeah. the geography and the culture of the city. And the, and the point being, I read, I read a book. Um, God, have you, have you read the books about the end of Anheuser-Busch, at least with local ownership? No. God, I can't remember. Dethroning the King, I think, was the one I read. There are two of them. Uh-huh. And one of the lines in one of the early chapters that I remember stood out to me was Anheuser-Busch was run. This was before the InBev uh, takeover uh, was run by executives who were from St. Louis who thought the sun rose over the Mississippi river and set over I two seventy. In other words, that was their world. Yeah. And that was their world. Uh-huh. And I think that's the case for a lot of St. Louis is not necessarily limiting it to, to 270. And obviously some people live in the Metro East, of course, so they wouldn't be looking at the sun rising over the Mississippi. But the point being that I think that's, and, and, and that's not a criticism. So I don't know, Matt, in St. Louis Hills, if you would take that observation as a criticism. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the things that are stated as fact or you know, things that could sound like a criticism are taken as being self-loathing. Um, when in reality, I think 
I, I don't subscribe to if you love it, you don't criticize it, which I think kind of became a, a talking point for a political party a decade ago, um, or probably specifically in January of 2009, in which if you criticize, then that means you don't love. Because I criticize and I love. Mm-hmm. And I've had opportunities to move and haven't for, for jobs. Um, so if and when the time comes that we do move, I imagine I'll get that criticism, and, and, and not not extensively, because when I talked about the possibility of us moving to Florida earlier this year, I really didn't get much of criticism at all. No, um, it was really it was really well received, but it was really it, where it came most well received were a lot of people who have moved from St. Louis expressing their thoughts on it. Um, but I, I had a chance to move to Denver in 2006 for a TV job, and a chance to move to New York in 2007 for a TV job. Um, and chose not to solely because I loved St. Louis yeah. and solely because of some of the things that you wrote here, Matt, almost the platitude sentence that I cite of, I think what holds our city and region back the most is our own negative attitudes, lack of belief in a better future and lack of belief that things can change for the better. So going back to the ballpark that Jack Buck spoke of that is now up and was built and ready to go in 2006, my vision for what he was talking about and perhaps his vision for what he was talking about I believe was what happened in 2000 or the late nineties in Coors field with Denver, which was a bunch of uh, people moved down there and around there. Mm -hmm. And now looking back on it, a, I was wrong. And Mm -hmm. people might go, what are you talking about? There's the apartment building. That's not, it it, it wasn't just things owned by the Rockies. It was people moved down there. I think it's called Lodo lower Denver. I don't know how much time you've spent in Denver, but that that area sprung up. And while it wasn't only because of Coors field, Coors field, uh, regenerated an area that, sure. that wasn't... Do- you are familiar with that? Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you're going to build something around a place that wasn't necessarily booming and you build an attraction like that that brings in thousands of people a day for a part of when Denver is... Some think it's as most beautiful is in the summer. It's going to bring... It's going to... And it did. Yeah. It did, but bring- it didn't here. Yeah, well... And it hasn't here yet. And the ballpark's been here for 15 years. And here's, here's what I'm talking about. I think... I think... And again, sometimes I think these things can be taken as criticisms or pessimism, and I don't think they are. St. Louis is not made up of a population like Denver's. No, it is not. Okay, but but that doesn't mean Denver's is better. No. So, but if we can accept those things as truths, and even if you disagree with it, it work with me that I'm building my premise off of it, because my mistake was, well, then we can have what they had in Denver with Coors Field. That's not our population. I've talked about it on this podcast, probably way more so than the radio before, about people in St. Louis and money and not really being able to get large sums of money unless it's inherited, uh, which certainly is probably a higher percentage of money in St. Louis relative to other cities. Yeah. Um, people in their 20s in St. Louis, rarely, there's certainly people who do, but relative to, if you said the benchmark is $150,000 in income um, as the, the, the benchmark. Mm-hmm. What percentage of St. Louisans are making $150,000 in their in their 20s versus what percentage of, I don't know what the fuck you call them, Denver people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Denverites, I, Den- yeah, I don't know. Uh, in their 20s are making $150,000. Do you follow where I'm going? And would yeah. you agree that the number in Denver is greater? Uh, without a doubt. Okay, now New York, of course, but that's because New York's dollar is living. different. Yeah. Um, what's a comparable city market-wise? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh might be a different deal. Charlotte, certainly. Charlotte's Cleveland. growing. 
the point in your, that those are the comparable market sizes. Yeah. The point being, Denver is a is and has been a surging yeah. city for younger people making money, and that's so it couldn't happen here. And so I was wrong. Now that's not to say we can't ask Jack Buck now if that's what he was visualizing. Yeah. I don't know if that's what he's, but that's what I was visualizing. I wanted to see what happened on Washington Avenue uh-huh. in 2008, 9, 10, 11, and then just blew up, unfortunately, um, happen around Bush Stadium. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see happen. Yeah. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't. And I don't know if it will. I, I would say it won't, actually. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean I'm self-loathing. That just means, okay, this is what we are. And now being in my 40s, um, having operated businesses that, that, you know, you're communicating with the community because the businesses are, you know, fueled by audience members who in this case are usually 20, 30, 40 somethings and also advertisers. So I'm talking with, you know, these companies over the years, it's not who we are. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's who we will be unless there comes a time. And I do think some of what he's referencing in the email, um, where we do have, and I do think this will happen. I think there is an influx and I think there will be an influx. I just don't know if it'll be enough to have a d- drastic change on who we are. Uh, you have outsiders coming in and then their influence leads to some of these changes. That Otherwise, who we are is what we are, which doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. But it's not Nashville. It's not Austin. It's, it's St. Louis, which by the way, isn't a bad thing. And I want to keep hammering that, you know, many of the things that people may love about St. Louis, they drastically change. If St. Louis turns into Austin or if St. Louis turns into Nashville, the thing you hear so often about St. Louis, what do you hear? What is the greatest compliment you hear about St. Louis? It's a nice place to raise a family. That was nice. Cause I was wondering if you were going to go best fans in baseball. (laughs) No, nice place to raise a family. Great place to raise a family. Yeah. Um, I've, I think I've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. the unofficial title of this podcast, which is, I think I've talked about this <laughs> on the podcast, yeah. but it's not like you actually type that in a search engine. St. Louis doesn't usually come up in the top even 50 no. of that. Tough to, but the metrics. crime element, I think plays a role in that. In, For sure. in what it, but the, it's, it's oftentimes subjective, but if you include crime, then it's going to fall down the list and it does. But that is a thing St. Louisans tell each other, or occasionally you will have people who have moved here um, and they will say that, but they, this isn't based on like, you know what? I grew up in St. Louis. Then my family and I raised uh, our family in Connecticut and I worked in Manhattan. And then we moved back to St. Louis and here are a hundred families that, you know, live yeah. in St. Louis and haven't actually, you see what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. can, it's one of those things that you can tell yourself and nobody's really going to challenge it. Like we're the best fans in baseball and, and people in Fenway are going, okay, whatever, who fucking cares? We, yeah. we are, you guys are just really polite, whatever. It's, it, it, so it's an easy thing to say and then it becomes bias. truth. Yes. It's confirmation bias. Well, it depends on what you want. Uh-huh. Can you afford fifteen to twenty five thousand a year in high school if you want to go private school? Uh is Catholicism your bag? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure some people in different parts of the area would say this isn't the greatest place in the world to raise a family. It depends on where you're coming from. So, you know, I I, I doubt that's necessarily the audience listening to this, but I'm just making observations of it depends on your perspective and it becomes confirmation bias. We all tell ourselves. It's a great place to raise a family. Yeah. I think it'd be a great place to raise a family where it's warm 12 months a year. That's what I think is a great place to raise a family. But other people don't like that. It depends on what you want. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't like St. Louis. No. That means I don't like the cold weather, mm-hmm. you know, but I can, I love New York City. You still got the cold weather there. For sure. So 
another thing that I feel like we have going on in St. Louis that I th- that it used to be, and I lived downtown. Um, downtown has to have a rebirth. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it used to be something that was so important to me. I was the outspoken person about it, and now I'm going. Maybe we just can't. Sometimes you just can't make things happen. For sure. You just can't make things happen. If you're going to spend a lot of time and money trying to make things happen, then that means you're not spending time and money in places where things can happen. Uh And so that to me is an issue. Now, I think I have to say this. Number one, I have spent zero hours in downtown St. Louis this year, Mm -hmm. not because I'm scared, but because we've had the pandemic and I didn't live here for the first six and a half months of the year. Yeah. So that's, that's it. I haven't gone to a Cardinal game, haven't gone to a Blues game, haven't been down there. But I did live down there for four years, and my family still lives in the city. I grew up in the city, the city limits. Um, but, I mean, I lived on Washington Avenue. I lived on Washington Avenue a decade ago at uh-huh. this point. So I want to make sure I say all of these things and include them in there. And I worked at KMOV for the first five uh, years of the century, and I always would hear a lot of the same things I'm hearing now, although I do think it's worse now, but I heard it then, and that is, wow, how do you feel about walking around down there? And I'd be like, I got to be honest with you. There's nobody down there. Yeah, there's no one. They, there's no one there. Tumbleweed might hit you before that's someone what, else. That's, that's what I would say. It's like, there's nobody down there. Um, so I think there, I think a lot of the fear of downtown is ignorance, but not necessarily ignorance with the connotation of neg- negativity that yeah, the word... Not with malice, just right, blissfully it, ignorance. Right. And, and so I think... Don't get me wrong. I recognize there are cars drag racing down there all over the place at times. And yeah, it's not, it's, listen, and you know, Washington Avenue isn't what it was a decade ago. I recognize that. But I think that there is, and, I, and you can give me anecdotes about carjackings. I understand all that. I, I was lying in my bed in 2010 and heard someone get shot. My wife and I heard, literally heard someone get shot as we were in bed uh, over at Larry Rice's a homeless shelter in the parking lot and then looked out from our balcony and saw, you know, the person lying there with people screaming and tending to them. But that didn't mean that we were like, oh my gosh, we walk outside. We never thought we would eat outside, walk, and plenty of other people did as well. But I recognize if you didn't do that, you don't have that experience. With that said, we have all kinds of incredibly nice areas, not just limited to the central corridor of the metropolitan area. And I just don't know if, if you can make downtown happen. And I don't know if it's necessarily something that has to happen in order for St. Louis to experience a resurgence. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I now am, am finding religion in questioning the dogma that I preached, actually. Yeah. The, dog, the downtown was a necessity. Um, and I know people can provide data that would say, yeah, in order for you to have a thriving metropolitan area, you have to have a, a thriving urban center. And maybe that was the case and maybe it still is the case. I don't know. So there's that element. Um, now with regard to the self-loathing, I don't know if it's self, I don't know if it's, I, I think self-loathing, certain, I'm certain there's some self-loathing. I think it's self-deprecating, you know, I, I don't, and, and there's a difference between self-deprecating and self-loathing. Um, now Matt in St. Louis Hills, you may see it differently. Self-loathing. Um, but you know, as, as much as I may say, you know, I personally would prefer to live in a place where it's warm 12 months year round. Um, 
people choose to live here. People yep. have chosen to stay here probably more so than move here. Yep. Um, and then are very happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at my neighborhood where you are, Matt, in St. Louis Hills, and very seriously, again, may come off the wrong way. For whatever reason, I just like new homes. I, and it's not because I need a new home because I'm fucking, I am crazy, but it's, it's got nothing to do with like, oh, I couldn't live where somebody else lived. Um, I just like the layouts of a new home. I like openness. Oh, like floor plans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like my parents' house, right? It's a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's where I grew up. But it's, it's you know, it's an old, fa- it was built in the 50s, and yeah. it's, it's, you can't, I mean, I guess I could, you know, tear down the insides and but create that, but that's. It's not the same. But I love the neighborhood. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't live there, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't live there because of the homes. Yeah. Unless you, but you don't build new homes in St. Louis Hills. It's uh-huh. just not, there was one lot. It was on Donovan and Itasca. And we looked at it actually to build a home there. Now somebody has built a home there. Um, Cause I love the neighborhood. Yeah. And the thing I love about the neighborhood, Jackson, is that it is an, it's actually a neighborhood. Yeah. It's, now, it's not like people playing stickball in the middle of Tam or Nottingham, but you know, like, like, you know, Queens, we, uh-huh. you know, or something like that back in the fifties, you know, Bronx tale with, uh, De Niro, but it is a neighbor. Everybody knows each other. So many of the people in that neighborhood went to St. Gabriel's. Yeah. The community is built around that church, around the park, around that grade school. As much as we joke about the athletics of St. Gabriel's, it mm-hmm. really is a thing. It is a community. Unlike anything else. My dad grew up there. He went to St. Raphael's, which is a parish that's, you know, shit. I don't even know a mile away at the most. And that's what he loves about it. Mm-hmm. And as much as he said, oh, Timmy, I ought to sell this house. I want to sell this house, but your mother will never leave. Uh, you know, one of the reasons why he said, you know, I probably won't sell the house. Something happens to me. I know the people around in the neighborhood will take care of your mother. You know, you just don't have, like, yeah. and I love my neighborhood. I love my neighborhood. My Anna Marie and I have lived here almost for a decade uh, now. That's just, it's not the same thing. It's not, yeah. it's not to say that it's bad. It's yeah. just, it's a community. The sense of community it is missing. It truly is. Yeah. And I love that. And that's something that is unique to St. Louis. I assure you, you don't have that in Atlanta. No. is a whole of the metropolitan region, transient, transient cities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you turn the city into a Nashville or an Austin, and by the way, I, it's not, these aren't shots at Nashville or Austin. It's just certainly a different, fla- different flavor to it. Then you, then there's a push and a pull. You lose some of that. So. Definitely. That's so I don't think it's necessary. I don't think I don't think a city's success has to be correlated with Fortune 500 companies are moving here. I used to think that and I used to think it needs a young professional, wealthy, 20 something and 30 something uh, group of people, you know, living in peace and harmony, different races, backgrounds, sexual orientations, whatever in downtown it just ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen in my lifetime. I just don't see. I just don't see it happening. And I don't. And I also don't think it's necessary. Like whenever the time comes, and I guess it'll come in the next fifteen years, which might sound fucking nuts to people, but it will if you do the math. The Cardinals will start talking about building a new ballpark. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be downtown. No, it just doesn't. It probably. It, it probably, probably shouldn't. Yeah. Be downtown. And it probably won't be. For being honest, I would imagine it won't be. It yeah. just this stuff doesn't. It just doesn't need to be that way. And I and you know. I don't know what to say about it. It's, it's, it's kind of an, I think it's kind of an antiquated, obsolete mindset. Yeah. You know, the Braves intentionally moved. You driven through Atlanta, uh, recently. Uh, it's been a couple of years. Okay. Probably been. You drive through Atlanta from St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, you, before you get to downtown Atlanta, you drive to, you'll see, you can see SunTrust 
yeah. ballpark. I don't know what it is now. It was SunTrust. Oh, uh, it's changed names like four times. <laughs> up on a hill. Yeah. Uh, you can see it. And you keep going. I think you get through downtown Atlanta. Have fun with that. Yeah. And then you'll see the old Turner Field on your left. And then you'll also see the site of old Fulton County Stadium. Uh-huh. It's three ballparks, yeah. all of which the Braves have played in since 1996. You know, the Cardinals played the Braves in the NLCS in 96. And, you know, they were in old Fulton County Stadium. Then they moved to Turner Field, and now they're at SunTrust, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And one of the reasons they moved SunTrust, which I, I don't know, I would imagine it's got to be north, just I'm, if I'm coming from the north, and I see it first before I get to Atlanta, north or east of town, uh, or west of town, I should say, is because that was more of the population center, and getting to Turner Field, getting to, one of the reasons they had problems with attendance there outside of the fan base being spoiled, like Rams fans got here with all their success in the 90s, is because it was brutal to get in and out of there. Mm-hmm. And the population center wasn't there. Well, the yeah. population center isn't in downtown St. Louis either. No. It's just reality. Yeah. And so I think that that is something that I would project taking place. Again, not because there is something wrong here. There are things wrong here. Yeah. And I think it's healthy that we talk about them. But I think some of what is attached to uh, being negatives about the city are actually... Uh, things that lead to some of the things that people love about the city. Yeah. And that is that it is a place that people feel community. And, um, and a, a, you know, the, the high school thing, which I'm sure we've talked about, we had to have talked about on here over the years, mm-hmm. uh, is not necessarily a way to go, oh, you went to Burroughs, or oh, you went to MICDS, or oh, you went to, in your case, Ledoux. Um, but, like, there's a good chance if you say you went to Ladue that I know somebody who went there. Exactly. And it's not to, like, go, oh, well, fuck you. You went to, you know, name whatever high school that you don't have respect for. Uh-huh. Uh, it is a question that certainly makes those who did not grow up here go, what in the fucking world is this? Yeah. You know, nobody even asks about, you know, where I went, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm where I'm from. Much less now I'm getting asked about it where I just moved. But, uh, in other words, here's what I'm saying. I think we could be in much better shape with much better leadership. That's what I think is our issue. Who in the state of Missouri, and I'd include the United States Senate right now, uh, as far as our representatives. So whether you're talking from governor on down or if you want to talk about Hawley and Blunt and whoever replaces Blunt, who do you, and then all the way down to somebody who might be a city council member, do you look to and you go, man, I am a big fan of that person's leadership. And it's a rhetorical question. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm asking the audience this mm-hmm. in general. And I know some people email and people, some people might be sent in an alderman or they may be high on, I don't really honestly know who actually. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I doubt we have a lot of Holly fans who listen to this podcast. Doubtful. Um, but the, the premise being, that's what, that's what we're lacking. And I'll tell you, I, I was having a conversation, Jackson, last week. With a guy, and we kind of go jokingly back and forth. He views me as basically a socialist, which is amusing. <laughs> uh, and so I just always joke with him. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be available. I'm, you know, I got a hit on Rachel Maddow's show, and I'll yeah. be available yeah. just to kind of stir the pot. Even though you know, uh, I know what the truth is, and he was, was the truth is, and we we're BSing about something. I brought up Montavani, and he goes, "God," he goes, "What a miss for us," you know. Mm-hmm. And that means he would have been voting for a Democrat, albeit Montavani had the the label from some that he was a Republican running as a Democrat. And were you in here one of the times we did an interview? Have you been in here when he's no, probably not. No. Um, I don't know what he said when I, if I did ask him that question, I know what he said when I asked him that question away from the microphones, like, Hey, you could have run as a Republican. And he gave me his answer as to why that wasn't going to happen. But, um, 
the, the premise being it didn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, you recognized, and I specifically remember thinking, here's a guy who all he wants to do is run as county executive, has no interest in using it as a way, as a stepping stone. He yeah. just was like, this is what, I, I, I'm not qualified to run for governor. Mm-hmm. I know this area. I know the things we need to do. I've studied this at Harvard as a fellow at, at Harvard on urban decay and urban rejuvenation. And I can bring things to the table to help us. I just feel obligated. He had made enough money where this was just like, this felt like it was a calling. Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was a historic miss. And it's gotten, and it truthfully has nothing to do with my relationship with him. Um, it just, it just doesn't, I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to say. I recognize those who may go, well, you, it's because you have a rapport with him. It just isn't, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's, you know, um, John McCain not winning the Republican uh, nomination in 2000 to me is a historic, I think it's a, you still feeling the effects of it in 2021, yeah. those kinds of things, um, historic miss for our region. Um, so that to me is something you need people to believe in the people who they Definitely. are, uh, electing. And I just don't feel like we have that. And I, and take, take your pick by the way of across the board, you know, Mark Montavani had support from Democrats and had supports from, had support from Republicans and still couldn't win. So, um, you know, they got to look in the mirror on some of this stuff. All right. We've answered one question. Your under is really looking good at this point. Yep. I mean, it's looking really nice. Yep. I'm going erotic storying. Let's do it. God, my, Jackson, I am in such fucking pain. My teeth hurt. My ribs hurt. I've already documented it, but it, it hurts to talk. Ugh, it's brutal. Hey, Tim. Hope you're doing well, and congrats again on that fantastic hole-in-one. Oh, boy. How long has it been? <laughs> going to get these next half. year? <laughs> I couldn't possibly. You give me a thousand shots at that hole. Same pin position, right? I couldn't do it right now. I just know I couldn't do it. A little bit longer, isn't it? Or, um, it was like 175 yards. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Six iron. 170? Is that what it was? Anyway. Uh, listening to a recent podcast with the gentleman's past erotic story, it fell a bit short for me, and I would finally send in one of my own escapades to fill the void. Back in, I haven't, I haven't read this yet. I've looked at the pictures. Authentic. I've looked at the pictures. Oh, visuals. Back in the, and the pictures are good here. I need to do this. This is, this is, a bad, this is really bad hosting. I don't know what this is. I guess that's a lady. What the fuck is that? I know. I can't tell. It's an androgynous. It looks, it wearing it looks like, like a, it looks like an ex machina doll. But Oscar then look Isaac. at this, like the lady's legit, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a really professional picture. Yeah. Okay. And I can't tell here. I haven't like With no up. context, this is all very interesting. Uh, it's So I think it's like a lesbian photo shoot. It I has to be. Those are, that's like a, that's a nice. So camera. I don't know where this is going. All right. I guess the, this is the great thing about a podcast. If it like goes into like graphic yeah. shit, I'll go, okay, Jackson, edit this out. This is, yeah, this is all just a blank canvas. So I have no idea. All I know is that there were pictures attached and I immediately scrolled, but I haven't read yet. Uh, back in the day when I wanted to become a photographer, I was infatuated with the wonderful publications such as Maxim magazine and playboy. So when I was young and had my first studio, I figured I would try my hand at this in 2008. I had the pleasure to work with this beautiful lady a couple of times and she just kept coming back to me. I always asked her to bring a friend, preferably male okay. during any shoots. Okay. Hold on. Well, this session, she brought another woman and said she wanted something a bit different. I agreed, feeling there has been some rapport developed over time. 
spelling of the word is R-A-P-P-O-R-T. In this case, unfortunately, it was spelled R-E-P-O-U-R, and it threw me off initially. Yeah. I'm not trying to call the gentleman out. I'm grateful for the pictures and the story. It just, he's laying down some cement. Fun well, with grammar. <laughs> she wanted to do a girl-on-girl session, mm. which I happily agreed to. And I apologize for the dated photography that is attached. It was fun and harmless, but then they started kissing and touching each other quite a bit more aggressively. I remember telling myself, I'm not directing them. They're doing this all on their own and just let it go. The sexual tension between these two women had obviously boiled over, and now I'm feeling like I'm just an excuse for them to be together, and I'm okay with that. Mm. They were all over each other with breast play and then digital play. <laughs> when all of that started, isn't the maze? There's going to be people like listening to my opinions on the future of St. Louis, and then three <laughs> yeah. minutes later, I'm reading... <laughs> The Adder- story. The Adderall sessions. Yeah, the Adderall sessions. Let's retitle it. <laughs> the Adderall <laughs> sessions. They were all over each other with breastplate, and then the digital play began. It's it hurts to talk. I can feel like the air shooting through my teeth. <laughs> so anytime I have to read a long email, it's such a motherfucker. Like we had TMA live. I just oh, like yeah. I'm pulling yeah, the plug you, on you the fuck. God, I think something's wrong with my fucking teeth. Yeah. When all that started, I couldn't really continue photographing personally. At that point, I remember jokingly intervening with time for an outfit change because this was getting out of control. When they changed, they went straight to the mattress scene in the studio. I photographed the initial person for a few more shots. She called her friend over and they immediately picked up where they left off. This time, I just put on some different music and turn around and D, the model, was just going to town on her friend and it didn't take long for it to go well. I'm, a, I'm editing on the fly. There you go. And then the girl switched positions and then D was on the receiving end. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> After a couple minutes, she gives the nod to come over. I obliged. I couldn't just watch all this go down anymore. So her friend is laying on her back. Uh, D is enjoying the situation. Friend is taking care of me. Uh, I wish I could brag, but I didn't last long. <laughs> I mean, why do people write? Like, why for real? So make it up. Like, make up that you, like, were in Well, no, for- I'm not chastising his performance. His, his performance. No, it's, it's, I can't, I mean, I don't want to, I, as much as I, 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 for whatever reason, I have a line. Yeah. It's interesting that I have a line as I'm reading, because I'm sure plenty of people are like, what the fuck are you doing on this podcast? <laughs> but I mean, you know, I ask for it. But it's just, it's, it's so graphic, but it's not just graphic. It's like, it's like, like about eight, eighth grader. Yeah. Wrote it. Yeah. You can be more, like, you can be a little graphic. Like the word yogurt is include. Oh, come See on. See what I'm saying? Yeah. If, you, if you're going to, yeah. You don't need well, to skip So that's why I'm editing on the fly. You don't need to give the medical definition. Yeah. But you can do better uh, than yogurt. See. After that, I'm guessing it was 15 minutes till they were dressed and out the door. I remember thinking, what the hell just happened? I worked with her a couple other times after that. The friend never came by and nothing happened sexually. I did keep in touch with her through IM until I got married. I come to find out she's doing very well for herself in the mm. porn scene. Oh, wow. Good for her. Wow. She clearly had an act for it. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, she wasn't I don't, shy. I don't recognize this girl. So what does that say for me? Well, I don't know. I don't know either. Wow. Uh, all right. God bless. Then this is interesting. This is a whole thing took another turn here. Um, let's see the porn scene. It was a mixture of shock, excitement, frankly, a bit of disgust when I found out what she's now doing. 
I'll attach some photos from that session for reference and even some links to her current work, but she's gotten quite a bit of work done since 2008. Okay. Yeah. It was a great moment in my life that I will never forget. I'm just glad I got in earlier than later. Cheers. Please keep D's name and my name private, please. Um, all right. Well, there you go. There you go. So wow. essentially he had an MMF. MFF. MFF. Got it. Yeah. The androgynous yeah. person <laughs> is a female. Okay. Yep. All right. An MMF. Good. God bless. MFF. MFF. I keep wanting it to be an MMF. I can't make it an MMF. I know. It's an MFF. MFF. Even though we're finding out that the MMF is indeed more popular. It seems to be. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the images. Uh, you are not included. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, this girl's legitimately attractive. It's just, for I sure. don't know. I don't recognize her. So yeah. I am, um, I'm at a loss there. But yeah, they're clearly interacting. God bless America on that. Uh, Jackson, your reaction. Well, I need to like heal my teeth with a wash. Yeah, no, do what you gotta do. Um, the whole photography thing, that's what you're into. Very cool. Um, that's a, that's a good, I guess that's just a occupational hazard of what, what you're doing there, that there's something like this might end up happening and an occupational hazard in a good way. Um, so God bless in that sense. I hope this person's photography career has gone smoothly as well as this, uh, this fine woman's porn career. I hope they're both doing well in, uh, in their ventures. You know, that's what you hope for. And God bless them for exploring themselves sexually. Do you believe the story? Well, the pictures, you know, a lot of these stories is just text. So you really, but the pictures are there. Pictures are, let me see if I can open them. So you have to think that they, at one point, were in the same room together. And it seems like the female is very, very active. Yeah. So I, I have to say, yes, I do believe it. I believe it as well. Mm -hmm. I do. The, the pictures make a, a world difference. You know? Yeah, I do. Some Warlock stories, all of Deeb's, obviously, very believable. Um, that's, Absolutely. Uh, but some of the other ones are so detail-laden that you'd have to think that they're running out of things to say and maybe making it up. But this seems, with the pictures... Uh, it seems like that would be in the realm of possibility, and the fact that this woman now does porn. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all in. I'm all in. Now does it too? So 13 years removed and is doing stag. Yeah, really. It's kind of what that. Yeah, but the Speaking longevity. Speaking of Deeb's, good news. I got a Deeb's email. No way. T Mac. <laughs> Been a minute. <laughs> Talks like Pete too. <laughs> Listen to T and Pick Six will be returning soon with Can't Gangster wait. Pete, producer Joe, G Unit. I really do enjoy that. It's I could so do a radio fun. show with those guys. Yeah. I could do that every day. It's just, it's just, it's like a good group. It's just like a, it's, it's, I don't, it's, it's kind of a more, I don't know if I would say mean spirited version of TMA. There's just a little more direct, you Shots. know, whereas the audience is the one coming after us on TMA. Yeah. The hosts are coming after each other on, uh, or pick six. No doubt. Uh, I apologize. I'm inhaling in a different way, and it's causing me to yawn because of my fucking teeth. Uh, anyway, listening to TMA today and was thinking about the comic book discussion. I was never into comic books of the superhero variety, but I always loved comic strips. Calvin and Hobbes is the greatest comic strip of all time. Mm -hmm. I truly credit it with helping develop my voc vocabulary and interest mm -hmm. in certain topics and mm -hmm. general sense of humor. Would read Calvin and Hobbes books back front to back in a couple of hours as a kid and loved every minute of it. Yep. Time flew by similar to how good a podcast makes a f road trip fly by at my current age. Mm -hmm. I own every single volume of Calvin and Hobbes ever produced. Wow. Bill Watterson is a brilliant thinker, artist and comic wish he would come out of retirement, assuming he isn't dead. <laughs> nice research. Deeps. 
Also, the far side by Gary Larson is good. Avi Scott Ab- Adams Dilbert, also super dope. C&H, the bestest, though, for infinity. Thanks, Deebs. <laughs> Thanks, Deebs. That's- I love Calvin. I was a kid, too. And I love Deebs. Yeah, so I guess we're all on the same page here. But This was sent at one twenty-three in the afternoon. Most of Deebs' handiwork is, like, late at night. This one just was in the middle of the afternoon on Friday where he had some thoughts on comic strips. And we didn't we we, we talked about comics for like 25 seconds on Friday. Oh, did we really? Well, I was we, wondering where this came from. Well, we had the Mike Francesa Stan Lee thing. Oh, classic. Classic. And then Doug asked if I was into comics. I said I'm more into the movies. But I do I didn't really think about it. Calvin Hobbes is great. That's like that was like some of the most prolific things I read as a kid was like Calvin Hobbes comic strips. So I agree with Deebs in that sense. Deeps um, don't be a stranger is what I say. Yeah. Man, I like that Deeps. Yeah. The, I like that Mark Hanna, Evergreen Well Strategies as well. Best. He's online at evergreenstl.com. Jackson, you're working with him. I don't work with Mark Hanna for full disclosure, but yeah. that's just because I've been working with the same person, company, I guess, for a long time. But Mark is an advertiser and I actually talk with Mark like for counsel. That's how highly I think of him. And this is this is so help me uh, true. His number is 314-889-0503. He's online at evergreenstl.com. He is just the absolute best, and I can't say enough about him. You work with him. Producer Joe has switched to him. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's great. Why do you like him so much? Like you said, like whenever you talk to him, you just, it's something about the way like he starts conversations and the way he gets into it is calming. And when you're dealing with someone with like money and a lot of times conversations about finances can get, there's tension there or there's fear. And Mark just puts you at ease because he has a ton of strategies for a ton of different people and a ton of different ways of life. You know, he could work with someone older, you know, getting close to retirement as well as he can work with someone like me who's just starting their career. And that versatility is really important in his way he communicates. All of his information is fantastic. He's a fantastic person. He's someone you can trust. And when you're dealing with something as important as money, you need trust. That's a huge part of it. And I trust Mark Hanna. I work with Mark Hanna. He's got me set up super well for the future. Just one thing off my off my plate that's really nice to have. Really nice to have someone to trust. If I have an issue or I have some sort of irrational fear and I talk to him, He'll relieve it because that's just what he does. He's the best. And if you don't work with someone, start working with Mark. If you do work with someone, switch. Mark Hanna is the best in the business. There it is. 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Hey, hey, Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson have a new deal for our listeners for the month of August at Munganess, stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Here at St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota, they still have new cars. Some dealers are selling with no discount, not to our Tim McKernan Show and TMA customers. Come and mention the Ryan Kelly Morning After, the Tim McKernan Show podcast, and you receive $1,000 off on any 2021 new vehicle, plus any rebates that may apply. Also, they have over 300 pre-owned vehicles to choose from. It's altontoyota.com, stlouisacura.com, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Munganass, stlouisacura.com, and altontoyota.com, the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And Jim Rogers of Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com. Jim Rogers, if you have any, we had a bunch of storms in St. Louis last night. If you have any water damage, where you go is this, 314-565-1962. We're going online at Restoration One of Central St. Louis. Dot com. Jim Rogers, Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com. 
you don't want to get in a spot where if stormwater enters your home or a washing machine overflows or your sewer drain backs up, you don't want to get in a spot where you can be able to, your, your home won't completely dry. You just think it will, and then all of a sudden, the mold starts growing and you got a real problem. That is a big issue. Jim Rogers takes care of it. I had it at my home, so I know firsthand when I had Jim work on our basement, and he makes sure that it is dry and you don't have any mold damage. 314-565-1962. 314-565-1962. Or go online at Restoration One of Central St. Louis.com. All right, how many questions have we answered? We've done the erotic story. We've done the St. Louis thing. And then Deebs. Deebs. Yeah, so three. Over-under still set at four and a half. So two more will have to be answered before the over is hit. Okay. Let's see what we got here. This one was sent in at 918 this morning. Ooh. Tim, and I have so many questions regarding show logistics, personnel, and your vision. I believe people have likely asked most of these questions in the past, and you have understandably not been able to answer. I'm curious if times have changed at all. I feel like every five to seven years, the show goes through a significant transition with you and Doug remaining constant. One thing you haven't been shy on is the desire to work with the cat and Plowsy again. Sidebar, Tim, Doug, the cat, Plowsy, Jackson would be my DraftKings roster for TMA any day. Wow, no Iggy. Yeah, that's a... Not chalky. It's not chalky, yeah. It's a, it's a, that's it's not, not chalky. A, I think uh, the names listed and Iggy... Yeah. Me, Doug, the cat, Plowhawk, you, and Iggy. Yeah. That would sure. be ideal. But here's the thing, and it's nothing against you, nothing mm-hmm. against me, nothing against Doug, nothing against the cat, nothing against the Plowhawk. You insert Martin for one of the three, as in me, Doug, the cat. Uh-huh. The show's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, you insert the Plowhawk now, show's outstanding. You insert, you insert, uh, insert Stedman. Shows outstanding. Yeah, you. That's my, you see where I'm trying to go here. Yeah. We've had so many personalities over the years on the show. Yeah, that almost across the board, it works. Mm-hmm. So I guess that. Well, I haven't finished the email. I don't think. Yeah, because uh, he did the DraftKings roster thing. What would need to happen to make bringing those people back a possibility? Your new contract, new management, etc. Also, I'm curious to hear your vision for bringing TMA into 2021. Broadcasting to YouTube is so much more popular than it was the last time the show tried circa 2018. That wasn't the show. That was the station. I've just got to clarify when things are said that, uh, you know, and they might sound semantics, but I don't like to just go along with things that aren't accurate. Mm -hmm. And not to say that they're inaccurate with any intent. It's just I want to make sure I set the record straight. It's like somebody, like Iggy still calls me his boss. What the fuck's (laughs) that about? I don't know. My name's not on his paycheck. My name hasn't been on his paycheck. I don't even know when last time my name was on his paycheck. Wouldn't it have only been at nine twenty when? But I didn't pay him. Yeah, so. the guy, the guy he worked for, brokered time. Yeah, I'm, I'm virtually certain. Um, it was when we were at five ninety before we went to nine twenty. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Uh, also, I'm curious to hear your vision for bringing TMA in twenty one and bring, broadcasting to YouTube is so much more popular than it was the last time the show tried. Again, I clarified that was the station trying in circa twenty eighteen. Largely thanks to Twitch and video games, a stream would be awesome, especially when guests are back in studio. Well, we've never had guests in studio, <laughs> minus like Caden every once in a while. Lastly, I know you aren't station management. I'm asking for your vision, irrespective of current situations. Thanks again, and I totally understand if you need to pass on this. That's from Dogtown Ty. Well, I always want to try. Here's the thing. I love when I get asked. Yeah. Because oftentimes I read things that I'm just like, well, how how do people even think this? Like, where did it come from? So I, But at the same time, if I'm not out there clarifying or saying what's going on, I can't be frustrated when people are drawing their own conclusions. For sure. So it's, it is frustrating 
but my frustration isn't directed toward the audience. Only if the audience asks a question and I give an answer, and then they somebody would still then, yeah, then see what I'm saying. But if yeah. if there is a uh, a vacuum on information and I'm not filling that vacuum, well, I understand people are going to speculate, and I get that. I but if I'm in a position or my choice because I think it provides the greater good for the time being to not say anything. Um, I, what here's, here's something that recently has really bothered me. Um, I'd like to think that even if one doesn't like me and or like what they hear of me, because most, how many people really actually know me and just like, I don't know most people in the audience, but what they think they know of me because of what they hear on the radio or the podcast, or they don't like my politics or they don't like that. I'm, you know, whatever have a, my views on religion, monogamy, pornography, what else wouldn't people like? Uh, acknowledgement of St. Louis having a race problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else are the other things that, you know, I don't want to live here all my life. What are, what other things that can bother a St. Louis and, um, that, you know, or just like, Oh, you just sound like an asshole, whatever it is, that's fine. And I, and I would accept all of those and go, I, 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 I get it. But the one thing that I, I will push back on is, and, and I think that everybody who has worked on the show would say this. And if anybody would not or is not saying this, I welcome that person to sit down with me at an open forum. We'll invite an audience. We'll stream it, whatever the fuck might be. And if they can provide an example in which I acted against the show or the hosts or producers or board operators, whatever, having a job on the show to the point of me sacrificing my own money in order for it to happen, I would love to be provided with that. Because that's the one thing that throughout the course of this thing going back to 2004 has been a constant again, might not like my personality, might not like my views on some things. I can, I can understand all that, but the one thing that I will push back on is that, and I don't know if that's the case. I get the sense that it is. Um, and that irritates me. It's like, like with the cat, like this question here, not that the person is saying that Dogtown tie, I have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Um, I get asked, well, when can you come clean? Can you come here, and I understand that. And I don't blame people for wanting yeah. wanting that. It, 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 it's the the Dan Marshall thing was different than other situations because he was out there saying things. Yeah. Some of it in our own time slot, uh, where I didn't really need to say anything. Yeah. It was all out. I'm like, well, this is great. The audience knows, and that made that relatively speaking painless. Just like I talked about with Iggy uh, when he was in here last week. Uh, so, you know. I think, I think there will come a time where just by stating facts, not taking shots, just going, here's, here's the timeline. And I think a lot of things will be explained for sure. Not taking shots and all, and most of this Jackson happened well before you were, mm-hmm. were here. So that's, that, that's it. But, but again, it's not like I'm angry about it. I mean, it, it, it's, we, we have had. You know, as this person, Dogtown Ty, I feel like every five to seven years, this show goes through a significant transition with you and Doug remaining constant. He's right for part of that, but he's wrong in the sense that Doug wasn't on the show for the first three years of the show. The show Mm. started in July 2004. Doug wasn't on the show until September 2007. Now, I understand most people weren't listening in July 2004, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know... That that's Doug wasn't a constant because Doug wasn't a part of it. Doug has been a constant since September of 2007. Um... So with that all said, I think inevitably in radio, I think we've probably been on the extreme end of it, but I think inevitably in radio, if you have a show 
that has lasted for 17 years, you're going to have some war stories, in part because the industry has personalities that are unique from mainstream business, so much so that they're on the radio and they're unique that people want to listen to them Mm -hmm. because they really like them or they really don't like them. Yep. And so when you bring a bunch of those together, and in our case, we've had three hosts and multiple producers and board operators, um, and all those personalities are colorful, mm-hmm. and we want the personalities to be colorful. And then oftentimes in our industry, um, never having worked for a corporation, uh, you can have colorful ownership or management. Mm-hmm. And so that is how we have wound up in a lot of unique situations. I think what has made, what has made, what has allowed the show to survive with our core, um, is it, it, and again, I, I'd include the cat in the core, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I don't view the cat's time on the show as over. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to the cat last week, you know, text and talk on the phone. Uh, and as you know, I rarely am talking on the phone. True. Uh, so I don't view that, but I think I think there is a thing out there where I think some people in the audience think I own it or I run it, and therefore there must be something between me and the cat or me and the plowhawk or, or whatever the case might be. Now, we know that's not the truth. I could show, I mean, not that I would, but I could show text with me and the plowhawk and me and the cat all within the last, I think, week or two, Um and they know that. And and my I would love it if you, Jackson, you've never worked with those two guys. No. I would love it if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm, by the way, make, make this clear. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm certainly not saying it's not going to happen. I no. honestly don't know. Uh-huh. As you know, and as Doug knows, and as he knows, we have a variety of options. And it's a great thing. That's yes. all you can ask for, really. Yeah. Um, and they're great options, too. It's not like, it's not like, it's like, oh, we can do this or we can do this. It's like, holy shit, options. Yeah. So... For those of you who love TMA, as I said a couple weeks ago when this question was asked, uh, you know, you know, I suppose unless something incredibly unfortunate would have happened to a member of the show, uh, this thing is continuing beyond when my contract is up at 590. And by the way, 590 is one of the options. Yep. Let me make, make that clear. Uh, and 590 has come to me with December... January, February, and May, I know. I know December and May for certain um, with contract proposals, contract extension proposals. Yep. Um, another thing, and I haven't said this before, but I think it's, I, I want to get this, you know, just because it's true. I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into opining on things that, I, that are beyond my purview. Um, you know, I said to station management in December, I said, I have options right now. And I know every radio station, St. Louis or otherwise globally is dealing with a reduction in revenue. I have options to go somewhere, you know, right now, even though I know my contract's not up for 13 months, I don't want, and this is, it sounds self-indulgent, but I just want to get facts out there because it's not, it's certainly not, it's, it's just a fact. And, you know, uh, you know, the people running the station can, can vouch for it because we've had conversations about it. I, I will leave. So I, cause I don't want, I, the name I was thinking of, I just, I, Brian Hoffman had a, a baby mm-hmm. right around this time. Um, and I knew what had happened with the cat and the plowboy, although I don't put the situations to, as apples to apples. And I have my reasons for that. And at some point, maybe we'll get into the discussion as to the why on, I don't put that apples to apples, but 
neither here nor there. Cat and the Plowhawk situation was June 27th, 2020. This is a conversation I had in December, January, February, and March. I've had it as recently as within the last week. Mm -hmm. I am willing to leave. Don't even worry about the balance on my contract. I'm willing to leave because I don't want those who are in a spot where, um, I don't, for lack of a better term, I've been doing this for a while and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And I don't want the station to have to cut people or let people go who it would really fuck their lives up. Yeah. You know, and I can go work somewhere else. And, you know, I'm in a nice situation in that capacity. Whereas I don't want, again, not to say that Brian Hoffman isn't even here anymore, but Mm -hmm. that's that's who specifically I was thinking of, but there are other people here at the station too. And again, it's not because I'm a hero, because I assure you, if I didn't have options, I wouldn't be saying that. Yeah. But having options and knowing the situation that I was in a position at that time back in December, in position now, where I'm going to go and make more, I'm willing to go. And if it helps the station, it helps me. I'm making more now. And the station is now not having to worry about my salary. That then means that, again, we'll keep using Brian Hoffman, but that's not the only person I was thinking of. Um but I just, him and his wife had just had a baby. I, that, that to me helps everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not heroic. I think anybody who was in my spot would do the same thing. And, and again, it was also pandemic related. I, th- I feel like that part of the conversation when it comes to TMA is left out. That's a material part of the discussion. For sure. As it was at every other place. You know, St- Steve Savard, who was at KFNS for a brief time, Bernie Miklas at 101 ESPN. This, these, these were all real things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That that's that's important. So I, I've said that I volunteer, I volunteer it again, and right now, you know, here on the air, much less in private conversations. But I'm taking the whole group with me. Yeah, you know, um, that's the deal. And inside STL loans, TMA's content, the archives, the current shows, the drops, it all goes with me. But it's not because I'm angry about anything. I'm trying to just I want to keep us together. Number one, I'm going to do that. As I, at least that's certainly the plan. Yeah. Uh, unless I pass away. Um, but. Uh, in between the next few months and based on the way my teeth feel, I feel like it's live. Uh, and then, and then also, um, I just, you know, whether we are here this time next year or we are not, I want the station to still do well. Cause there are a lot of people here who we really like Absolutely. across the board. I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of Iggy Jackson and Doug when I say that. Yeah. So you don't want to see people lose. You don't you never want to see people lose. Even if you don't like somebody, you don't want to see them lose their job. But in no. this case, we really like, you know, um, a lot of people here at this place. And so if my situation is hamstringing the station, whether it be December of 2020 or any time, mm-hmm. and I can go somewhere else and I can make sure you guys are in a spot where you're going to go make more money too, mm-hmm. then that's what I want to do. And that's what I volunteered. Uh, I said that to John Hadley a bunch of times in December. Jan- I know I said it for sure in early December, then again in January, at the end of January. And now Dave Zobrist, who um, is actively pursuing buying the radio station. And he's a great guy, by the way. Oh, Absolutely. I'll make sure I say that. Um, and, and Dave wants to, Dave, Dave's priority, and he's made no secret of this, is to sign me and turn all of TMA to a long-term deal. So just for the purpose of being as transparent as I can, not necessarily getting into the weeds of, of negotiations, but um, that's his goal. So if it doesn't wind up, you know, that we are here. It's not that sometimes people is, you know, people leave teams in baseball or basketball or football or hockey. And I mean, you hate the other place. You just have a better opportunity somewhere else. And if that's the case, I would hope the people who listen to the show will be like, well, this is great. You know, a lot of people are 
concerned with like, you know, Iggy's income in particular. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, if, if we do something, I'm going to make sure that Iggy's making more. You're going to be making more. Doug's going to be making more. And then as far as putting, you know, the plow hawk and the cat back together, I would love for that to happen. It depends on which situation winds up playing out. And so help me. Here's another thing I'll say. Fuck, I'm just talking now at this point. I don't think I'm saying. Tell me. We always can edit things out. I always yeah. say when we get done, I go on these things where I say, hey, did I say anything? Um, what was I about to say, Jackson? Damn it. Oh, it's August 9th, 2021. I want this to be over. And by that, I mean, I want to sign, not to say I will then leave KFNS. Mm-hmm. I'm here unless they are like, hey, it would help us if you, you know, go on. Yeah. Um, but I'll indicate, I mean, that's not that they, if anything, they want me to be here for a long time and that's great. And I want, I'd, I'd be interested. Um, but I'm a free agent and it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I just, I want to sign for January 1st, 2022 ASAP and be done with this. Yeah. Cause it's been going on for six months. And even though I don't talk about it, it is very stressful for, for me, I think for Doug, I think for two and a limited in your 23 and single different situation. I don't know how stressful it is for Iggy. Cause I don't know if Iggy gets stressed about much. No. <laughs> I, know, I would be fair to say it's stressful to Doug. Yeah. I think all of us would just kind of like, to be done with it and, and then, you know, and then continue to do our thing here, whether we're staying here or whether we're going somewhere else. Yeah. Cause again, it's not, it's not an ill will thing. No. And I think the way oftentimes these things are thought of is there's, Oh, there's gotta be, yeah, you know, and it's not, yeah. I'm a free agent. Our show brings in a nice amount of money and we have an audience and I don't think anybody disputes that even if they hate the radio show. And I know plenty of people do, but they can go, Oh, I fucking hate the thing, but it does, it does have a track record. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd look. I mean, I don't know what radio show I hate. I don't really have a radio show now that I think about it that I hate. I don't hate. really listen to many other radio yeah, shows. Yeah, I mean, I probably that. wouldn't have been a big Rush Limbaugh guy had I well, listened. But I would never guess. put myself in a situation. But I recognized that it was incredibly successful, For you know, sure. so sure. so that that would that would fall into that that category. So, you know, you can dislike, T- I doubt you really hate TMA and you're listening to this, but who knows? Um, and since I'm getting, a lot of the questions for TMA, like the next one is, uh, I know you can't reveal any details of what's going to happen to you, TMA, or anything. <laughs> That's the next one. It's the very next email. So I'm getting these, and I want to provide the audience. So what I was about to say is this. If I left any thoughts in- incomplete, I did leave one incomplete. No. But I'm trying to think of others because I know I'm going off on a tangent, and I'm in, and this is concerning that my teeth are bothering me as much as they are, and it's been three weeks since I had surgery. One of the reasons why I think the show has survived, that's the, the thought I didn't complete, um, with really no time off the air, um, is because of the ability of the group of people on the show to keep it inside the room. Now that's tough. And it's a trait that I'm not necessarily saying is a good thing. I think it makes for better radio. It makes for more titillating WWE style radio anyway. For sure. If you have somebody on the show, you know, on the air doing what Stern did, for example, but I know another billion other radio hosts have done the same thing probably because he did it where they're bitching about management or ownership or stuff like that. In my particular case, the reason I don't do that is I don't want you or Iggy uh, to be penalized for me, you know, going off. Yeah. Um, so that is why, while it is the, the, the price I pay for that are people is people speculating and oftentimes saying things or writing things that I see that I know are not truthful but I can't, I can't get involved in a thread or I can't answer a text that's asked on the show. So I just don't even read it mm. 
because then it will understandably then lead to other questions. And inevitably, we're going to get into things that would fall into the category of it's best to keep it inside the room. Mm -hmm. I hope that helps explain it. I suppose what I would say is this. Uh, our, our, our goal, our plan, our intent is, as you know, is to keep at the very least, the the four people working on TMA right now, mm -hmm. like I said, at the very least, which means Plowhawk and the cat too. Um, but I don't know what, I truly don't know what's going to happen. You ask me right now on August 9th, 2021, where I think we're going to be doing the show. And I could give you the favorite. I could give you the favorite. I think you probably could give me the favorite too. Mm -hmm. And I think Doug and A could give the favorite, but it's not like it's done. No. And also, if and when it is done, as in everybody is signed and everything is done, I don't. Then, then there would have to be. I think it's the right thing to do to then work with, uh, you know, Dave Zobrist, assuming he winds up buying the station. Randy Markell still owns one hundred percent of KFNS. Uh, Iggy, Iggy's like, I didn't think. I thought he sold it seven months ago. I read something in the paper. I'm like, no, Randy <laughs> still owns. A station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the audience doesn't know that. I, I try to clarify it as often as I can. But this is why I like when people ask questions because it allows me to talk in kind of a controlled environment where I can answer. And I'm flattered so many people care. And I will tell you, it is stressful. It is incredibly, incredibly stressful. But it's the good kind of stress. Anybody who is aware of the situation goes, "Wow, well that's a that's a good problem to have." Absolutely. And in this business. I don't know if I'll ever have this again. You know, you don't know, man. You don't, you know, I, yeah. I, I was confident because again, it gets down to advertising revenue. That's, that's all that really matters and delivering return on investment. And yet only have advertising revenue if you have an audience. So we have that, but it doesn't going to last forever. You know, I'll be the guy who will be like, I'm seeing a fashion show in 15 years and be like, you remember him from the morning after, <laughs> you know, that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. Uh, it won't last forever. I'm aware of that. It's lasted a long time. I'm grateful for that. And my intent is to keep it going all while, knowing that, you know, the reality of the ages of the people involved, I have to start building my own thing. And that's essentially this. And it's also sound story. Um, so those things can coexist and run parallel. But to me, and I kind of, and this was something that over these six months became a realization. Um, it's like, why TMA doesn't have to, like, I don't have to start, I don't have to leave TMA. So, you know, that, that, why would I do that? I love doing it. I love working with the people mm -hmm. on the show. Definitely. And why would we, you know, end something? It's like, it's like Calvin Johnson retiring in a way, you yeah. know, there's no reason. Now, he, he, he talked about in his hall of fame speech, having, you know, a great deal of pain and so on and so forth. But the analogy is we're still, you know, going fine. Five years. I don't know. One year. I don't know. But now, so that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, the way, the way things have been framed in our conversations and we're great. Listen, I want to make this clear. And I know that Dave Zobris would confirm this. Uh, you know, the intent is to keep KFNS at, or keep TMA at KFNS. So this is not like a, you know, you know, like when the Rush Limbaugh thing came out, whenever that was April, you know, oh, Tim, that was a great leverage play. I'm like, that was the last thing I wanted to come out. The absolute, like, cause here's the deal. I already know I'm fine. I don't need to like plant shit in the newspaper no, no. that was absolutely not uh and put me on a lie detector but give me i'll give you a million to one odds on it um i think i know where it came from but um i i know also it wasn't me you think uh you know well i'm not gonna get into but if you if you really wanted to go through it and then read it you're like yeah why would the, the tma guys want that out there so um 
Yeah, I'm. You know, and and then like the the YouTube question. I'd absolutely do things. There's all kind. Of, I have I have visions galore. It's not even visions galore. It's already there's a there's a five year cash flow projection built out and has been built out since shit December of nineteen. Uh, and it just gets adapted, and you know, as as we come up with different revenue streams or different expenses change, whatever the case might be. You know, uh, so yeah, it's not just a vision. It's actually built into a, you know, uh, business perspective. So, um, yeah, man, uh, and YouTube absolutely would be part of that. That goes without saying that's, that's, you know, it's, you're right, Dogtown tie, but it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's the bare minimum, but it's certainly something that goes to me, goes without saying uh, our presence on social media is an F it's an absolute F. And, uh, and, and, you know, listen, I, that, that, that's not something I'm pointing fingers when it gets down to it inside STL owns TMA. Mm-hmm. Now I am not in charge of hirings and firings, but the content is owned by inside STL. And I get that's where it gets confusing for people in the audience. Um, but Jackson doesn't get a check from inside STL. Jackson doesn't get a check from me. Jackson gets a check from KFNS. Mm-hmm. I don't get a check from inside STL. I get a check from KFNS. Doug gets a check from KFNS. Iggy gets a check from KFNS. That's where our checks come from. So, um, you know, to clarify, uh, that, so that to me is something that I have ownership in, but I think the move is video clips from YouTube and live streaming that then you then tweet out of highlights of the show and or guests. But yeah, we rarely had guests in studio anyway. You just bullshit. And then you tweet that stuff out and you post it on Instagram, you post it on Facebook and you build an audience. Uh, our social media presence is, I mean, for, for what it, can and should be for a show with this kind of track record and especially younger following. It's not like this is a following that's older. Uh, it's just something that, you know, we will, uh, we will certainly be changing, um, at some point here in the next five months. And that's not said in, in a, in a sense of anger or anything like that. We just know that things are, are going to, uh, be changing one way or the other. And again, that's coming from a position of, I true, if you said, all right, bet everything you have, you probably know where you're going to go, Bet everything you have, I couldn't do it. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I know you don't know. Um, and it's really, it's not even like an either or it's an either or, 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 and that's, that's great. It's awesome. But it's, uh, but it's also, I'm just, I'm just like, I want this, I want this to be over yeah. and I've got a bigger reason for why I want it to be over that Jackson is aware of. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's, that's another part of the whole thing. So, um, yeah, I I just want it to be over. Not not because I'm like frustrated. It's just like it's like it's it's been enough. It's been six months of um, from my standpoint, six months. Like I said, I got a KFNS contract extension uh, offer in December. Um, so I suppose I guess theoretically it's been going on for however long that would be nine months. But the intensity of it really started when Rush Limbaugh passed away. Mm-hmm. From that day to current day. And it's just, again, there will come a time in my career, uh, could be within the next few years where I go, man, it was nice when people wanted to hire me. Uh, and I'm aware of that. You know, you can't, you know, you're, you know, some other people will be coming along and uh, replacing us. That's just the nature of the beast. But as it is right now, it's a good thing for those of you who love TMA that, you know, uh, again, assuming my wisdom teeth aren't going to off me or my intercostal is not a heart attack that's lasted for 12 days yeah. that, uh, that will be continuing. I just don't know where 
but it's a, it's a good spot. And when that happens, these things certainly that you're asking about will be implemented. I can't speak to the cat and the plowhawk as far as being part of the show, but I can say that I, like I said, it was on the phone with the cat recently and uh, was texting with the plowhawk within the last couple of weeks because the plowhawk was saying, I can't get on the fan page. <laughs> and I got that sent to me. And I text him, I go, Hey, if you're not, so we don't look at the, we don't look at the fan page member requests. There are currently, here you can see Jack. Oh, you're a moderator now, Jackson. So you yeah, see, I see it. 363 <laughs> member requests. Probably get a They're going to sit there forever. Yeah. We're not doing anything with it. No. So I guess, I guess the plowhawk left the fan page. Didn't know he did. Uh, don't blame him. Gangster Pete left <laughs> it within seconds of the show, his last and, show. And he's not one of the requests he, either. Uh, he is not. You checked. Uh, I can only assume. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah, I, guess, I think that I understand what you're saying. Uh, but it's not because Mr. Pete will be on the podcast. You know, the fan page on the show, it can, it can, you know, it can wear some people down. It wears us all down actually, but yeah. not, it just depends on what parts of it can wear you down, but it's still something that overall is a positive. Yep. So then the plowhawk was sitting there in the queue and he didn't text me or uh, Nenzi, mm-hmm. who was the moderator. And so we had no idea. I text him. I said, "Hey, man! Anytime anything's up, just let me know." For sure. But he's just like, "Oh, I said that I love you guys, and I still love the show." You know, I know where the Plowhawk's disdain is, and it's not directed toward me or Doug or you. He's probably have you ever met him? Couple, yeah, oh, once or twice. Yeah, good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's hilarious. I would love him to be on the board. And that's not that's not a shot at Rocky. It's no. just you know, and just like wanting the cat back isn't a shot at Chris Raby or something like that. It's no. just you know, this is how, this is who I view, and I think we view as the is the group and maybe it'll happen and maybe you won't. I don't know. I mean, if I don't know where we're going to be, yeah, then. I certainly can't say. And, and we could be in a spot where we're in employees. Well, for employees, then we're not, you know, yeah, we're not, not we, our then control. it's not our money to spend to hire. So, uh, I, I sometimes it's, I suppose I just wish, I, I guess there will come a time where I will say some of these things and explain them like in some actual concrete detail, you know, essentially basically expenses and revenue, not the titillating stuff that I think people want. Um, but yeah, during a pandemic or even now when advertising revenue is still down, I don't know how many places you see adding on in, in broadcasting no. because advertising revenue is down. So, you know, I think that people say, man, I miss the cat. I wish you'd hire him back. I'm like, yeah, well, I, I didn't, I didn't let him go. And, uh, not, not I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hire him when we started working together in 2004 either. Yeah. You know, there was a period of time from 2010 through 2016 through August, July or August of 2016, where Doug and the cat and anybody on TMA received a check from inside STL Enterprises. That's it. Hasn't, it's been five years. Um, but listen, man, it's not like I'm like angry that people don't know that, but you know, but especially if somebody asks and that's why I say, ask questions and I want to be able to clarify. I know it's not necessarily the red meat that people want. Mm-hmm. In other words, I know, you know, I have an idea of what I think people want and this isn't that, but hopefully it helps further explain it. So to 100% clarify, I would love it if in six months, the Plowhawk is on the board. Jackson's working with the cat and the Plowhawk for the first time and me, Doug and Iggy, and we're doing our thing. I would love it. Yep. And I would tell you this, that it, in my mind, that's possible. Now the cat would have to want to do it. And the Plowhawk would have to want to do it and be able to do it and all of those things. So let me make that clear. It's, it's, it's not a one way street. Everybody has to be 
on board. And, and the Plowhawk has a different career in the cat. And cat now when we were BSing last week, he's like, I got to tell you, because I really enjoy being able to take my son to school. You know, it's, it's it's nice to sleep in, you know. So I've had some opportunities, but I'm kind of enjoying, you know, sleeping in. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it, 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 it has to work for everybody. Um. But if we're employees, that's not a conversation for me to have. That's for me to say, hey, I would really like it if you hired these guys. Um, but that's obviously additional expense. And, you're, and how many radio shows in St. Louis have six people working on them? The Rizzuto show doesn't even have that, I don't no, think. No, they have five. I yeah, think. I think they have five. Yeah. So that's another thing, you know. So, you know, you always have to keep these things. I mean, but I, but I'm this is my life and my second language. And so for me, I, you know, I rattle this stuff off. And I'm sure people are hearing this for the first time and going, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, but from my standpoint, it's worth it to... To, and I'm not talking about just worth it from quality of show. It's worth it from, I think you will have a proper, tangible financial ROI on it. So that's because when it's all said and done, that's what matters. You know, yeah. businesses and corporations and investors don't sit on the fan page and, you know, that's not the way it works. You know, they're looking at top, top line revenue and what the, against what the expenses are and how it comes to your bottom line. And that's, that's what it gets down to. But yeah, so to clarify on that, um, what else can I clarify? Jackson, anything else I can clarify? What else can I clarify? Give me something. Give me something. Give me something. What can I clarify? What do you want to know? What do you want to know? I, I'm 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 pretty in the know, I feel. Oh, you're 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 taunting the audience. <laughs> um but in this I just I think you clear that I think the I think some people, like you said, because inside SDL owns the content. And you are a majority. We license it to the parent company. Yeah. So we licensed it to KFNS from 2000. Uh, I don't even know. We licensed it to 1380. I guess that's where the first licensing happened way back when. Gotcha. When we were above the sex shop. And, and it's currently a licensing deal. And it's a licensing deal for wherever we go next. Unless yeah. somebody wants to buy it. Yeah. Feel free. You want to peel something off for me. Yeah, for sure. I can take care of that house in Florida now. Yeah. And since you're the president of Inside STL, I think that's I'm, where I own people... the majority of Inside STL. I have, I have partners, but I'm the majority owner. Yeah. So I get that. So I, that's the thing. I'm not like, what the fuck? How do you think that? Yeah. Especially when I'm, when I'm not providing information to fill the void. Yeah. So I get that. But I like the fact that people are asking questions because it gives me an opportunity, even though to not give you everything because I can't. I mean, I can, but again... There's a, you know, there's a cost that I can help give a better perspective on it. Um, you know, because I think sometimes people may see the cat or the plowhawk take a shot and they're like, oh, are they taking a shot at TMA? Nah. Are they mad at TMA? And I'm like, no. Like, like somebody, I guess, asked the plowhawk. I guess that's how the thing about not being on the fan page came up. Um, if he was going to be a TMA live. And he, I don't remember what his response was. He's like, no, <laughs> you know, if I were let go from 590 yeah. and somebody, you know, I mean, it'd be really weird if it popped up on my Facebook page, which are basically just pictures of me and my wife and my son anyway, but said, Hey, are you going to be a TMA live? And I'd been let go by 590 a year earlier. I had been like, what the fuck's your problem? Why the <laughs> hell would I do that? Yeah. You know, which I think is essentially what the plowhawk said. For sure. <laughs> so, you know, that's not a shot at TMA, you know, especially when, you know, I mean, the Plowhawk and I text, I'm just not on the phone all that much, but I was on the phone with the cat last week and we text. Um, so, you know, it's no secret. And Plowhawk and I talked about this earlier this year about coming back on the show. Um, so I don't know. I want to try to answer as much as I can. He asked about YouTube and the vision for the show. Um, 
I just want to try to answer because when I have the chance to do it, I want to, I want to do it. Yeah. Uh, I know you're on station management. I'm asking for your vision, irrespective of current situation. My vision is directly correlated to what we wind up doing. Yeah. So if one thing is the decision, then it's going to, I already know how it would look and that is going to be separate thing. And then if, it's another thing then it's a separate thing. And if it's another thing then it's a separate thing and then it could be a, yeah. a lot of variants. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll come a time where I will talk about all of this stuff in 2021. Uh, I think people will find it interesting. The tough thing is when you involve other stations, then you're talking about not, then you're talking about other people's jobs. Cause yeah. if we don't do them, then that means other people, that, then that, that to me isn't cool. Like if I, if like KF and us were looking to replace TMA, which uh-huh. they're not, but I'm just using this as a hypothetical. And then the person that they wanted to hire to replace TMA didn't take it. And then that person six months later is on a podcast talking about they didn't take it. Well, then that makes us or me look like the jackass. Yeah. You know what I mean? That and I just don't just... think that's cool. So I wouldn't want somebody doing that. So that's, exactly. that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's, that's a tough that's, spot. That's why, that's why to explain So I'm sure some people are like, yeah, well, why can't you talk? But there's the reasoning, you know? Yeah. And so that's, you know, the Rush Limbaugh thing I talk about just because it was written about extensively and, sure. you know, yeah. but, uh, other situations, you know, I don't know, but, but again, the core thing, and I think when it gets down to it, I think this is what people really care about. Is TMA going to be around? Yeah. The answer to that, I, again, I, I always have to leave a sliver of, well, I don't know. Uh, Doug missed the show today, and then he texted us while we were in the middle of the podcast, which Jackson has or will be editing out mm-hmm. as to what was going on. And we're like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, um, Iggy smokes, whatever the hell he smokes. Um, I'm My body is falling apart like I'm 90. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson has aggressive male pattern baldness yeah. setting in. I mean, we're, we're not in a good spot here no. <laughs> physically. No, we but, are not peak male <laughs> bodies here. Do not buy stock in our bodies. You <laughs> might want them, but don't buy stock in them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, man, that's, that's the plan. And if it weren't, you know, the minute the Rush Limbaugh thing popped up, from Florida, I was on the phone with Doug, Iggy, and Jackson. Yeah. Fuck, Jackson was cutting audio. Uh, and, uh, you know, to, to say, you know, and as Iggy said, when he was in here last week, you know, and I do put myself in his position much more than I did at the time. Cause he was sitting there and he's like, Oh fuck, I'm going to lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> but my whole point in talking to him, I said, I get the sense I was tipped off by a party that, uh, it was going to be written about yeah. and it didn't get written about for a couple of weeks, which was great. Cause I was like, uh, that it was going to get written about. And I'm like, okay, well now I got to tell everybody on the show yeah. what's going on, even though, you know, and so otherwise it was just, you know, there was no reason to say anything until it got to a point where it would be, you know, I would be going. And uh, yeah, if you're an Iggy spot in particular, he'd be like, oh shit, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there trying to lay out, here's the situation, here's what's going on. Here's, you know, here's the other thing that isn't going to be written out that's going on. You know, everything is cool. But if you're Iggy, you're going, oh my God, he's going to leave. The show is going to be over and I'm going to be out of a job. But the reason I was telling him is, and that's not to say that you, Doug and Iggy couldn't do a show and then whoever else would be on it. That, that's not it. But as far as TMA, TMA is owned by Inside STL. So I go, the Inside STL, the TMA thing goes. So, um, but I wanted everybody to know. So we have been communicating since March, I would guess. Yeah. But we just don't talk about it. 
here and then it got written about and now I'm like, okay, well, there's nothing negative going on. It's a good thing. I think KFNS would want people to know that it's not like they're not trying to keep us. For sure. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't know what's going to wind up happening. We're in a good position. You work to maximize your situation. So I would hope everybody does that for themselves. If they don't, they don't. But also it's not, it's, it's also when it does, I say this, it's not just about like the biggest offer. It's not. Mm -hmm. I especially, uh, feel strongly about, um, loving what you do. And so there's a variety of factors that, that, that come into play. Um, you know, I, I'm not just, and I, I think my track record speaks to that. I don't just go wherever, you know, like ever, I think most people in television would have gone to New York and not done AM radio in St. Louis, yeah. you know, when the opposite, but, but the opportunity presented itself. That's just not, um, you know, and that might be a flaw on my part that, that I don't just go do that, but that's, you know, I love doing this and you don't take that for granted. So anyway, a great series of questions. They're back to back here. I hope I'm answering as much as I can. I would love it mm -hmm. for those of you wanting to know when this will be final. I would love it if in the next few weeks, for real, like I have set, even though I don't control it all, uh, the end of August, I would love for this to be over. Now, that doesn't mean that there will be an announcement no. because I, I want to work with KFNS on that. And hell, it might be KFNS, who knows? Um but it's just, I got, it's just got to come to an end. I, I mean, I'm fucking a mess here physically. And yeah. I just, I, this is, this is only compounding it again. It's not because it's a negative. It's just like, I just want it to be done. And, uh, and so anyway, there's what's going on. Jackson, what else is going on? Tell me what's going on. We count those as two questions or one. For I think only one. I think it's only, even though it's two emails. Yeah. And it's important though. It's yeah. important for the over under. Under smacks. The under smacks. Under smacks once again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it always does. It always when does. you said it at four and a half, I was yeah, like, Yeah, oh it God. probably should have been three and a half. Yeah. But, but I mean, there's a lot of value. But if you, if you wanted to count, no, but no, I put, yeah. Here I put, you see Dogtown tie, and then I don't see if this person uses their name. Now he just says Micah, but it's right under there. Yeah. So you see the back to back. Yeah. And I, and I, listen, I can't, I, want the audience to ask questions so when I can answer as much as I can regarding this, because I know that this is a thing, yeah. um, which is why I didn't want it to be written about mm -hmm. because then it would become a thing for sure. So whatever. And I, and I get, you know, a, a friend of mine, brilliant friend of mine goes, I go, yeah. He goes, boy, how about that article? And I go, yeah. And he goes, dude, he goes, that was such a home run for you though. <laughs> and I go, I guess I said, but now there is a tension on something that otherwise most people had no idea my contract was coming up. No. Why in the hell would anybody? I don't know what people's contract statuses are at radio stations. I no. have no idea. Barely know what they are at the Cardinals. Right. <laughs> so, so, so therefore, it could all be tended to the way I like it without any attention on it. Yeah. You know, that wasn't like, like all of a sudden, you know, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's available. Well, it's not the way that it, it's, no. <laughs> yeah. oh, we've got to pay more. It's just not the way that it works. Yeah. You know. Let me let me let everybody in on a little secret on the way this thing works. Your compensation is a direct correlation to the advertising dollars spent on your show. So it's not like all of a sudden somebody's going to offer this and now somebody's going to go offer, uh, you know, whatever, 50% mm -hmm. more. It's all correlated. It, it's, you know, not yeah. all of it, but a Healthy almost 50% yeah. or 55% even is correlated on endorsements and appearances and you know, all kinds of different stuff. So, so um, anyway, I don't know. I, I, 
I don't, I don't know how any of this comes off. Fuck, I talk about being a member of the country club and I talk about job situation, talk about threesomes. <laughs> I don't think any of this is endearing it to the audience. You got to go, you got to piss, don't you? No, I'm all right. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Are you mad that the under didn't, uh, or the undercovered? No, no, because that's, you know, four is good. Four is always good. Four, is, well, four good. is good if you have some fucking babbling idiot who spends <laughs> a 45 minutes answering one. These are, I mean, we're counting four, and we touched on Deebs for like a minute and a half. I pontificated on <laughs> how much I also enjoy Calvin Hobbes. But when you're dealing with the Adderall Sessions, this is just what the happens. Adderall se- God, I love that name. Yeah. The Adderall Sessions. Is there a podcast? I'm going to type that in. The, the Adderall. Adderall. If not, I want to see if I can maybe buy that domain. <laughs> the Adderall se- Oh, there is. The Adderall Sessions. Damn it. Someone already took it. There's a Facebook page. The Adderall Sessions. Oh, man. There really is. Not a, not a whole lot doing on it, yeah. But it does exist. It can be acquired. It's apparently. like a bunch of yeah. It's it's available. I think. Oh, cool. Page created November thirtieth, two thousand eighteen. Anyway, there it is. Jackson, is there anything that we're gonna have to edit out outside of Doug's text? I don't think so. I think we uh, we got it all. We talked. Did I say anything job related that'll be problematic? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But I, I think it's all. I think it's all encouraging for audience members and everyone listening. It's I think, giving people as much as I can give. Yeah, and people, and I think people will appreciate that. Uh, not only because they like what they hear, but they'll appreciate your authenticity and the way you're laying it out for them as best as you can do with things ongoing. Right. So, just, for whatever reason, I feel like I've lost part of the audience over the last handful of years, and I don't know if that's because there's a group of people who. Uh, think that I did things to the show that I didn't do. Um, unhappy with income, mine mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Ah. Like I said, in the Dan Marshall thing that was easy. Even though that was the closest the show's come to going away, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Th- th- this has been uh, this has been odd, and I don't understand it. But I've already vocalized that a hundred times, and I've asked for people's theories, and nobody's really come up with one that I think is. What was the one that we talked about? Somebody, I was down in Florida. I can picture answering it. Somebody, uh, you were making the analogy that Bill Simmons, like Bill Simmons, gets. Oh the, yeah, no matter what happens. You know, the, the guy who's fault. perceived, yeah, but same with know. Portnoy or you know, Bill Simmons, guys who've at one point were the people in charge of their yeah. grassroots and I, business. I gotta say, like, I don't, I don't know on Simmons because I don't follow him as closely and I don't really follow Barstool either. I'm, uh-huh. I'm again, it's a, a respect of the, the various ventures or the two ventures, but I just don't really follow them closely. But yeah, I have to say, I'd be guilty of it. Like, if something happens with Barstool. I'd go, oh, it's Portnoy, even though he's not even the CEO. No, you know? he's the CEO, and then they just, they're bought by Penn So I Gannon. get it. So I get it. That's the thing. That's why it's it's frustrating, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not doing anything to change it. Uh-huh. So if there is a void of information, for sure, how can I be upset with people? And the best you can do is provide as much information yeah. as possible. So I think I think people will appreciate right. that. So that's, I, so listen, Dogtown tie, Micah, I kind of fielded both of those with one answer. That's why the under is going to cover. Yep. Thank you for the questions. Head to the cashier's office, please. Uh, yeah, you, you shipped. Uh, more erotic stories would be welcome, as they always are. Always. Uh, send them in. Uh, Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Any deep dive requests always welcome as well. Thank you to Action Jackson. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Ryan Kelly, the homeloanexpert.com. James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Jamie Burkhard, Clayton Patterson, St. Louis Acura.com, Alton Toyota.com, Munganet, St. Louis Acura, Alton Toyota, Seth Goldcamp, Design Air, Heating and Cooling, Jim Rogers, Restoration One of Central St. Louis.com, and also Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies. 
those are the people who make it possible. Did I say to somebody twice? I made sure Seth Goldcamp, designer, heating and cooling. Jim I'm just doing it at the top of my head, and I feel badly. I mean, no, these I people make the whole thing possible, and I'm just... Ryan, Jim, Mark Hanna, yeah. Seth Goldcamp, designer. Yeah, well, we did it. James Carlton, we got him. The best in the business. Uh, there it is, Summer Kearney Show, August 9th, 2021. Thank you, Action Jackson. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.